The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Wow, is there a lot to get to today? Uh, Senate passed a budget yesterday. It's frankly terrible. Let's just call it what it is. It's awful. It's just spending us into oblivion. Mm. You would think the Republican Party could do a little bit better than that, but no, they can't. They can't. Yeah, they haven't passed it yet. Well, they, they announced in the Senate it. they passed. No, they? Not... they just announced that they came to the deal? Yeah, here's the great okay. thing. Here's the beautiful part. Good. Late last night, they released the 600-page bill. They're expected to vote on it uh, this afternoon. I mean, come on, Banana Republic. Yeah, I, that's that's where the Rand Paul suggestion a couple of years ago that every bill be limited limited to one page, one page bills. So you know it, you can read it. You know what's in it. Nobody's going to read a six hundred page bill in in one day or a few hours. That's Nobody's going to do it. They don't read a hundred pages. They they and they certainly didn't read the two thousand pages of the healthcare thing. Uh, so anyway, they're they're going to vote on it, and yeah, then... they the, the, the our leaders okay. agreed on it in principle That's yesterday. What it, agreed That's in principle. what it was. And then you've got the House uh, to maybe save us from ourselves. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Freedom Caucus says uh, not no. happening. Okay. So just another terrible. It would it be nice to have a budget for the first time since two thousand nine? Yes, it would. <laughs> yes, it would. But this isn't the budget we should have. You can't just keep spending especially after we've cut taxes then you can't you're increasing uh the spending one and a half trillion over the next 10 years as a budget item and then on top of that what they're talking about with the borrowing of money and what it would cost uh for the uh for the stimulus package which is almost two trillion dollars now well i mean it's it's insanity so we'll talk about that uh we also have the Olympics, which begin tonight. <laughs> They've already started, sir. Have they now? Curling has. Uh, what have they done? The oh, curling. curling. Oh, wow. Well, it's really off to a oh, roaring no. start if curling's already been. <laughs> you brought your curling broom? Yeah. Okay. Is there a specialty broom for curling, or can you can it yeah, be this any is work. household broom? Just, item? just don't don't analyze it. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's that time of year, Pat. <laughs> it's when. Uh, you can throw all the records out, as you might say. Yeah. When and, it comes um, to Olympic curling, yeah. Yeah. Throw so, but, all the <laughs> records out. Uh, the U.S., uh, the um, the mixed doubles have mm-hmm. already competed twice. So they Today? started before the, uh, yeah. They wow. got, uh, yeah. How long does a curling game or match or whatever it is, yeah. how, how long does that take? A couple hours. Okay. Yeah. A couple hours of pushing a stone on ice and sweeping in front of it. Really, don't, uh, don't don't do this. Seriously, riveting. Seriously, riveting. So anyway, <laughs> the Olympics are underway. Yeah, opening ceremonies will be tonight, or is that tomorrow? Have they tomorrow? Uh, it's kind of weird that they they start yeah. doing the Olympics. The games have already begun. Then they open them. Well, when why, why do you do it that way? Because it's something as intense as curling rivalries. You want to make sure everybody has a chance to play each other. So you got to start early to make mm. sure there's time. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think we have uh some. 
some pretty good athletes uh, that we've been meeting on these commercials and the promos uh, for, on the ski team, skaters. Uh, I, we, we've got some good. I've heard predictions that we're going to get 11 gold medals in these games, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it kind of is for the winter games because that's not really our specialty. Hmm. So anyway, the Olympics start tonight as well. Uh, George Soros's efforts to stop Brexit. That plan has been exposed in Great Britain, which is nice because it'd be great if people could find out who he is. People who otherwise would probably support the guy. Although Britain, I mean, he bankrupted the Bank of England and they they make that point uh, in the story. George Soros, the billionaire known as the man who, quote, broke the Bank of England, unquote, is back to campaign to overturn Brexit, according to the uh, Telegraph in Britain. Uh, we've got to talk about Nancy Pelosi's speech. If I haven't mentioned that already. Uh, and George Bush. Good heavens. George W. Effing Bush. <laughs> I, have a, I have a complicated, I guess you'd call it a complicated relationship with, with yeah. George Bush. When he started, he was running in 2000. He was the most conservative choice because John McCain was the other main candidate for the for the nomination for Republicans. <laughs> and so I, I liked him a lot. I liked George Bush. And then the way he responded after we were struck in two, in 2001 on 9-11, I, I loved the guy. Uh, I, I supported his efforts to try to go after those who had uh, killed 3,000 Americans. Supported his efforts to increase the military again, get us back on our feet. And then along about 2004, so I was a huge supporter. About 2004, <clears throat> I started to think, wait, Medicare Part D? What? Huge government expenditure like that? That's not conservative. And by the way, why don't you secure the border since that is so porous and we have Maybe 20 million illegal aliens here. In fact, he went the opposite direction and started pushing for comprehensive immigration reform. (laughs) And didn't secure the border. And so there was that. Uh, There was Ramos and Campion, who to me were political prisoners. Uh, You had him cozying up to uh, uh, Vicente Fox. Uh, You had just a number of things that really uh, kind of ended my love affair with George Bush. Then came Barack Obama. (laughs) And after a short time with him and his policies, I fell back in love with George W. Bush. I missed him like my father. Mm -hmm. That's where I was. And then he speaks again. (laughs) And you're like, oh, yeah, that's why I didn't like him at the end. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's why I, I turned on the guy. He uh, did a big speech uh, yesterday where he was talking about Russian collusion and how they're infiltrating our our uh, our voting system and all of that. And then he went on to say, we ought to thank, we ought to say thank you to immigrants and welcome them. Now, immigrants, let, let's differentiate here. What he's actually talking about are illegal aliens. So... We ought to say thank you to the illegal aliens who have uh, sneaked into our country illegally. 
shouldn't be here in the first place and, and then broke into our house in the dead of night. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome to be here. Thank you for disrespecting our laws. Thank you for committing identity theft and, and fraud. Thank you for committing tax evasion, putting the burden on the rest of us. Thank you for making it impossible for Americans to ever do certain jobs. Thank you and welcome. In fact, at my $3 million home that I just bought a few years ago mm. in Preston Hollow mm. here in, in Dallas, mm-hmm. removing all the doors and windows, and that way all the bums and indigents and passers-by can just enter my home at will. <laughs> just like illegals can enter the country at will. <laughs> and I can say, thank you for coming into my home without asking me if you could first. And thank you for eating my food and for increasing my electrical bills and using my stuff and stealing some of it. Thank you. Uh, they just come here to work, Pat. Just good, hardworking people uh, here to do the job no American will do. And he did kind of get that into it. I mean, he used to say that all the time when he was in office. Yesterday, he said, there are people willing to do jobs that Americans won't do. So he went down the same road. Americans, Americans uh, don't want to uh, pick cotton at 105 degrees Fahrenheit. Because that's, that's warm. That's, uh, it's uh, warm. <laughs> 105 degrees Fahrenheit. And, and I know it's Fahrenheit because if it was... 105 degrees Celsius, nobody would know what that means. We wouldn't know, is that cold? Does that feel hot? Is it just right? What is it? <laughs> so fortunately, at 105 degrees Fahrenheit, that's warm. Uh, well, I mean, some people might say it's actually hot. Some people might say it's actually uh, uh, hot. Hot is the word you use. the word you're yeah. groping for yeah. there, Mr. President. <laughs> so they won't do that. They don't want to pick cotton at 105 degrees. That's literally his quote. It is. Yeah, that's the actual quote. Oh. He didn't say that's warm or hot, but he did say <laughs> yeah, at 100 degrees, that. 105 degrees Fahrenheit. And again, he did he did differentiate <laughs> that it was Fahrenheit because if it was 105 Celsius, I don't know if that's 12 degrees Fahrenheit yeah, who knows? or 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Who, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody, uh, How could you know? Knows. You can't know. Uh, so then he went on to say there are people who want to put food on their family. No. Wait. <laughs> there are people who want to put no. food on their families, tables. There you go. There That's what you they go. want to do. Now you got it. And they're willing to do that. And we ought to say thank you and welcome them. Now, should we say thank you to immigrants? Sure, if they came here legally. Who's going to thank people whose first act is to disrespect us and our laws? Whose first act is to break the law? And then their next acts are either identity theft and fraud or tax evasion so why would we say thank you to that of course we're welcoming to immigrants of course we want to be renewed and refreshed and we want to provide people with better lives that's all great that's part of the american dream but we don't say thank you and welcome to people who broke into our house Illegally, in the dark of night, we don't know anything about them. We don't know why they're here. We don't actually know if they're good, hardworking, decent people. We have no idea. Some of them, of course, obviously are. Some are not. 
Contrary to Democrat belief, not all illegal aliens are perfect human beings. So, George Bush, thank you for reminding me why I didn't like you at the end of your presidency. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I I do believe that human beings and fish Mm -hmm. can coexist peacefully on this planet. That's okay. (laughs) Maybe. And I also believe that poor people, just because they're poor, in other words, doesn't necessarily mean they're killers. But it probably does because they're poor. Okay, yeah. Maybe. We went through that yesterday. Uh, Yeah, so do you miss him like a dad now? No. No, I do not. Dad you ran away from home from. (laughs) Yes. Who beat you. (laughs) Was abusive to you. Right. Got the belt out every Uh, three minutes. Man. (laughs) Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your thoughts. (laughs) Uh, There's some pretty disgusting reasons that you might consider uh, changing your air filter. In your HVAC system. Oh. Uh, apparently, the reason air conditioners smell so bad yeah. is dead skin. Okay, what does it smell like? Uh, does that gross you out? Yeah. Bacteria in AC units that feed on our cells, mm. <clears throat> they produce a nasty ammonia scent. So it smells like, it smells like um, you know, urine. <laughs> wow, nobody wants that. <laughs> I mean, nobody not I, named I Jeffy. Don't, I don't think you do. Mm-mm. And there's, there's a great way to fix that, and it's to go to filterby.com. Do this today because FilterBuy.com is America's leading provider of HVAC HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. Uh, FilterBuy.com carries over 600 different sizes. And if they don't have one that fits your system because it's some kind of unique uh, size, they'll custom make one for you. Then they ship them free, so no added cost to get them to your house, within 24 hours. It's incredible. It's fast. And they don't charge you an arm and a leg to get it there. And they're all manufactured right here in America. They offer all kinds of MERV options uh, all the way up to hospital grade. So save money, save time, and breathe a lot better in your home with FilterBuy. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Let me make it very clear: poor people aren't necessarily killers. Not necessarily. Just because you happen to be not Not rich rich. doesn't mean you're willing to kill. Right. That's right. Not rich. Not necessarily. Now, don't get me wrong. Most of them are, (laughs) but they don't necessarily have to be. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, This this immigration thing is driving me out of my mind. How many times do we have to win this battle? Uh, Wait, we've won? Well, we fought it off. We fought off the okay. comprehensive immigration reform uh-huh. so badly needed. It's needed to... Uh, uh, to to uh, fix? Yeah, to fix things. Correct. Yeah, to, f- to fix the, the problem. Uh, and, I mean, we fought it off hard in 2006 because I, I will never forget when he was in Europe on some tour. Maybe it was a G8 or G20 thing. And he said, "When I come back, when I get back, we're gonna we're gonna get comprehensive immigration oh, yeah. reform done." And 
Uh, thanks for the warning, because no. We had marshaled <laughs> right. the forces by then and uh, put our foot down and he, said no. He made the same mistake after he won re-election. He said, I've got political capital, uh, and I'm going to spend it, and we're going to privatize Social Security. Right. And it wasn't for three months before there was a proposal out there in, in the State of the Union. It was like by then the Democrats were like, oh, are we? Oh, and the Democrats. <laughs> they were ready. I, For whatever reason, they can't, well, because it removes their power base and they can't steal from the fund anymore. They cannot stand the thought of privatizing Social Security, and they completely lied about that. That was one of the good things Bush wanted to do, and they wouldn't let him do it because it would have actually helped. Uh, Because you didn't have to. That was the thing. You're going to take away the Social Security benefits of our elderly? No, and it's specifically stated if you want to keep your benefits and you don't want to go into the, the new system, you'll stay in the old system. <laughs> and that's where you'll be. Okay? So, no. But somehow, they couldn't respond yeah, it became, to all the criticism they it got. It became a thing where, oh, you're going to trust the stock market with your Social Security? Well, gee, I don't know. Should we go back to what the stock market was at in November of 2004 and see where it was compared to today? I'm sure it would have paid just a little oh bit more gosh. than the federal government mm. returns. You imagine that? What was it in two? I'm look and see what it was right in 2004, now. 2006. Oh, what five six thousand five six thousand points, something like that. Twenty five thousand. Last I looked. Uh, Plus, uh, yeah, that would have been nice. It would have worked out really well for people, especially you know you're in your forties back in two thousand four or whatever. And you're probably getting very close to retirement age now. And if you had put your uh, your social security into the private system and and made it work for you in the stock exchange, holy cow, uh, it'd be unbelievable. Yeah. Apparently, um, I don't know how to use Google anymore. As I'm attempting to find out the uh, price, uh, here we're getting there. Okay, hang on. Scrolling, scrolling, and late 2004. Okay, well, it ended the year in 2004 mm. at uh, 10,783. 10, wow, was it that high? So, 10, wow. Yeah. Well, it's 24.3 now. Mm-hmm. 24.3. Slight, slight higher return, yeah. maybe? Because yeah. I don't have the numbers from the government on. It's more than double. More, more than doubled your money, so that's not bad. Compared to About two and a half times. Return. What, what, is the, what is the rate of return on Social Security? I mean, I don't know. Negative 80? Thank you. I don't know. So did the Dow, the Dow's down almost 500 points again today? Yep, down 490 as we speak. Wow. Oh, Social Security's inflation-adjusted rate of return is only 1.23% for an average household. Oh, dear Lord. That's just, I mean. <laughs> but it was a bad idea to, to even have the option. He wasn't saying your Social Security is right. going into the stock market, you period. You didn't have to do it if you didn't want to. <sighs> it was an option. And, and they couldn't make that clear for some reason. Yeah, you don't get a choice with your retirement. You and the Democrats to... just kept harping on it, mm-hmm. and so they won that argument like they do everything. Like they do everything. Like when when a tax cut gives people a thousand dollars, that's crumbs. crumbs. That's just crumbs. Now you know better than that, because to you it isn't crumbs. You get a thousand dollar raise or a thousand dollar bonus, or your salary goes up. That is not crumbs to you. You'll take whatever you can get. It's awesome, and only an elite douche would tell you it's crumbs. Thank you, Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> who by the way spoke for eight hours on the House floor yesterday. Now there's no filibuster. Mm-hmm. In the in the House, that's a Senate situation. 
So uh, it broke a record for, I, I don't even know what the record was before that. I think it broke a record for Nancy Pelosi on a personal level. She was able to string together that many coherent sentences in a row. Were they coherent, though? That's okay, the question. fair point. <laughs> what is your definition of coherent? Uh, here she is babbling part of the eight-hour speech on the floor about DACA. Mr. Speaker, this debate is an utter waste of time. Every day, courageous patriotic dreamers lose Every their day. status. Every day, the American dream no. slips further out of reach. As members Through of Congress, of we have a moral <laughs> responsibility to act now to protect dreamers who are the pride of our nation and are American in every way but on paper. So I use this occasion as opposing this bill to speak further, further about social justice Sorry. in America. I was wrong. There's nothing partisan or political Very. about protecting dreamers. dreamers. If a Dream Act were brought to the floor, uh-huh. it would pass immediately would with it? strong bipartisan support. And I commend my Republican colleagues for their courage in speaking out on this. Yet our dreamers hang in limbo with a cruel cloud of fear and uncertainty above them. The Republican moral cowardice must end. <laughs> Members of Congress are trustees of the people and of our mm. nation. He, why are we here if not to protect the patriotic young people okay. who are determined to contribute mm. and to strengthen America? So I'm going to go on as long patriotic. as my leadership minute allows. Minute. Dreamers. For the children. Oh, it's not the whole the immigration ch- bill. It's for the children. It's this. Oh, oh. It's a confidence-building step, a first step. We go to the next more complicated step of comprehensive Oh, look, now, now she's getting a crowd behind her. Mm-hmm. We all know, and Nothing that's why we have from our legislation like that we're at beseeching Soul the president, oh, excuse me, the, oh, uh, well, the president to support, well, the, but our right. speaker yeah, but to give us an opportunity wait, to bring what? to the floor. It recognizes our responsibilities <laughs> to protect our borders. Yeah. It recognizes our... Uh, need um, to be true to who we are, true to our nature, in terms of our nature. Of uh, in terms of, uh, uh, of, of your favorite word. Of favorite word. Being inspired by dreamers and giving them the protections yeah. of that they should have. So I'm sorry. What did you say? It was a coherent. Uh, yeah. So no, no. It's going to be over here. The dreamers are patriotic. That's why they a lot of times when they're protesting and demanding more rights than they already have, uh, they're waving a, Mexican flags. Uh, they're, that's how patriotic they are. <laughs> uh, don't tell me how patriotic. Some of them are. Yes. Many are not. And mm-hmm. I've seen them in the streets showing me how not patriotic they are. Was Nancy Pelosi's uh, grandson in the street? Because um, that was a heartwarming moment from yesterday that you have got to be able to share with the audience. Yeah. Uh, take a look at the at her grandson three. here. Yeah. yeah. Number three. I'm <laughs> reminded of them. Um, my own grandson. He had a very close friend whose name is Antonio, who's from Guatemala. Oh. And he has beautiful tan skin, beautiful brown eyes, and the rest. Mm-hmm. And um, this was such a proud day for me because when my grandson blew out the candles on his cake, uh-huh. they said, did you make a wish? Oh, and he said, yes, I made a wish. And he mm-hmm. said, well, what is your wish? He said, I wish I had brown skin and brown eyes. Like Antonio. Isn't that wonderful? You've made him ashamed to be white. So beautiful. Isn't that great? That is beautiful. beautiful. You're right. The beauty is in the mix. If she had tear Uh, ducts, she might have cried there. That is so beautiful that he's ashamed of his whiteness. Good for you. You've done a great job on that. To make your little grandson wish that he was a different race. Isn't that great? (laughs) That was his birthday wish. So get one wish. So beautiful. (laughs) Blow out the candles. Don't (laughs) screw it up. One breath. Oh, sorry, you're stuck being white, dude. There's Can you imagine? I mean, this is what they've done. This is what the left has done. 
uh, to little kids, to white kids in this country? I mean, with all this white privilege talk, the white privilege, the white elitism, the white supremacy, everything about being white is shameful. That's that's what they're doing. That is the legacy that Nancy Pelosi and the rest of her evil doers. Uh, that's the legacy they're leaving the next generation. I, it's despicable. It is despicable. And she had so much more to babble about. We'll share it with you. Coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. I know the human being. And fish can coexist peacefully. Now, I'm not sure he's right about that. Yeah, he left office with a fish-human not, war going. Yeah, on. he did. Yeah, he did. So, and uh, uh, that senseless slaughter has not yet stopped. Yeah, in fact, it's still going on today. We saw it carried it out in, in far-off mm-hmm. places like the Republic of Georgia yesterday in the grocery store. Fish flopping around. Look at that! There it is. Look at the the absolute horror of it. <laughs> Look at the catastrophe. There's a lot of fish. I mean, that's a war that we, we took that war to the streets, right right into aisle four at your local Kroger. I wonder if they were able to, do we know, Could they, did they save any of them? That's a lot of fish that are dead now. I just think that there was uh, a special on uh, fish over at the <laughs> butcher counter afterward. Uh, attention, Kmart shoppers. There's a blue light flashing above these fish that are flopping all over the aisle. Although that's not Kmart, so. Get them while they're fresh. Yeah. You know. A manager special. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Got some tweets here from uh, at, at Pat Unleashed. <clears throat> Hashtag tell Pat. Just too muck and fudge says human beings and fish can coexist peacefully in the middle of the street <laughs> on in Miami on a sunny day. That's true, right? There's hope for peace still. Yeah, but not in the aisles. No, not in the grocery of a store. grocery store in uh, Tbilisi, Georgia. <laughs> from GD Chapel, you're forgetting Trump's a businessman. Oh, this is so. This is on the budget. Okay. Okay. You gotta spend money to make money. If we spend two trillion, he'll make us eleven million trillion. Oh, <laughs> carry the one, huh? <laughs> That's what I forgot to do. I forgot to carry the yeah, one. Yeah, that'll burn yeah. every time. And that brings eleven million trillion. Eleven million uh, trillion. That'll be really good when that happens. Mm. Lone Wolf writes: Is Filter by able to do anything about dead rotting mouse smell in the attic? Asking for a friend. I don't. <laughs> Look, I look, look. I have to deal with this at home. I don't need to come to work and deal with it too. But thank right? you so much for looking right? out for there's me. Just, there's no safe haven. No safe haven for you. Oh, reeks. Andy says I really need to hear Pat and Keith take on how Nancy was able to filibuster for eight hours 
when she can't seem to form a coherent sentence behind any other podium. Yeah, well, I, 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 not there really, either. Yeah, she really kind of didn't, <laughs> as we saw in the first couple of clips. Let's go to clip number two, where she's explaining the fundamental premise Ooh. of the DREAM Act and what that is. Here we go. This is okay. their home. The fundamental home. premise of the DREAM Act is, is that we should not punish children for their parents' actions. It's about the children. This is not the American way. Oh, Instead, the DREAM Act says to these students, America will always give you a chance. And I, me, I say to their parents, thank you for bringing these dreamers to America. We're in your debt for the courage it took for you to take the risk physically, politically, in every way. Oh, my God. Again, that's the George Bush theory. Thank you for breaking our law. Thank you for bringing your children here illegally and creating this monumental problem for us. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, through no fault of ours, you brought these kids and put them in this situation now that we're left to deal with and clean up somehow. Thank you. What madness? What kind of insanity is that? How does she get away with that? I don't know. With the mainstream media, they don't care. They don't think about this issue at all. Now I know. Thank you. Thank you, illegal aliens, for bringing your children here and putting them into this terrible situation where they're at the mercy of these idiots. People like Nancy Pelosi figuring out their future. Way to go. That was a great job. Way to go. Man, I can't take it. 888 Boy, they loved it, though. They ate it up. They did. I mean, well, the Democrats do. I mean, Sheila uh, Jackson of, Lee was in the crowd. A lot know? of Republicans do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because in the first segment, like nobody is there. <laughs> I know. She must have gotten the word out, like texted, get your butts in here and support me in this. And don't make it look like I'm talking to an empty room. I'll bet that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Brian in Arkansas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. I just wanted to let you know that uh, Nancy Pelosi, the only thing that they're trying to do is that crumbs of the $1,000 that were given to everybody, mm-hmm. all they, you know, if the unions and you know, if it went to the unions or to the reelection campaign, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have any problem with it at all. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, I uh, uh, appreciate all you guys. And uh, like I said, this is Lawn Dart Boy from a long time ago. So, all right. but uh, you guys take care, and we'll talk to you soon. But as Thanks. long as it goes to their reelection campaigns, that's all they care about. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Here's more of her genius because you just can't get enough. Oh wait, wait more, uh, more, more genius from oh. uh, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, this is where I think she's wrapping it up and she goes, it's like a football game. She scored a touchdown. She starts high-fiving people. So, uh, again, I thank the staff of the house of representatives, the various speakers of the house who have been up there with such courtesy. (laughs) 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 But Most of all, let us thank and acknowledge the dreamers for their courage, their optimism, their Their inspiration. What are they they so courageous about? More American. Thank you, my colleague. What the hell are you talking about? Here we go. Oh, look at this. High five in time. High yeah. Five Woo, yeah. Jump up in the stands like a Lambo. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, you're making me ill. Okay, hold on. Someone on Twitter pointed out yesterday that um, 
and and I and I'm changing my tune as well. I'm changing my tune on these military parades. Um, let's uh, let's go ahead and roll these tanks through Pelosi's district in mm-hmm. uh, in San Francisco and have the parade there. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No. All right. Um, I I want to know what's courageous about the Dreamers. Why why is what they're doing, and what are they doing that's create courageous? Tell me. Tell me what the hell they're doing. They were brought here through no fault of their own. Fine. By their parents. So that wasn't courageous. Their parents just brought them here. Now they've grown up in America and they're what? What are they doing that is so courageous? Why are we praising their every move when I don't even know what they've done? Have they done anything that we're supposed to be inspired by? They're existing in this country illegally. What's the... Where's the courage in that? They're hiding from the long arm of the law. That's well, that's, that's that, that is the courage apparently. And what do you mean? What do you? How are they making America more American? <laughs> ah, I can't even take it. Then she babbled again today at some press conference, uh, telling us what she accomplished with her babbling yesterday. What it accomplished was it again reminded the American people. Uh, mm-hmm. But our commitment is to our are. values. This isn't about just the dreamers. It's about the United States of America and who we are, we are as a country. And it, it, uh. the response we had was so tremendous. And people will be uh, be calling in. I'm, uh, you know, as you can uh, imagine, uh, uh, flooded I, with it all. And uh, what it accomplished was to say, we have our beliefs and we're willing to fight for them, and we're willing to fight for them on the floor of the House, and we hope. That just simple, it was a simple question to the speaker. Why mm. can't we have a vote in the House of Representatives? I, I don't know why you can't have a vote because everybody's on board with it now. Everybody's on board. Include the, the president of the United States who campaigned against all of this stuff is their champion, according to his chief of staff. So <laughs> you're, you're not, I don't even know what you're fighting against. Nobody's opposing you. As I was thinking, why do we need a vote, period? You're, you're kicking against the pricks you're that aren't there. You're everything you want, regardless. There's, there's nothing <laughs> to even, there's no friction here. <laughs> right. What are you even fighting, Nancy? Everybody's on board except the American people, and we don't matter one iota. No. Nobody's asking us. Nobody's asking us, hey, what would you like to see done here? Let us know. Give us a call. Tell your representative what it is you'd like to see done with the Dreamers. And for me, nothing right now. Because the first step is to secure the border. Anything else is lunacy. Because you haven't you haven't stopped the flood and you have not... Uh, Flex sealed the uh, gigantic hole well, in the pipe, maybe that's a bad one. and it's still pouring out. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you have flex sealed it because it's still pouring out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's fix the problem first, and then you can then you can take a look at the eight hundred thousand, not one point eight million. I I don't uh, even understand why this was multiplied by two and a half or three. Why? Because I, I guarantee you, it will not end there. It will not end with these so-called dreamers. It will also include their parents. Why? Because you can't separate families. And they've been here a long time. 
you know, they've contributed a lot to America. What are you going to do? Kick them out now? You're going to deport their parents? No, the kids must have their parents here. That is coming. There's no question about it. We're just going to have to legalize everybody. Uh, There's just going to be a massive amnesty for everybody. This is not what we signed up for, by the way. This is not what we signed up for in the election of 2016. What people signed up for was a president who was talking tough about immigration. He was talking very tough. He sounded like Tom Tancredo during the election. Now what does he sound like? Nancy (laughs) Pelosi. That's what he sounds like now. It's madness. Nice Tom Tancredo reference you pulled out there. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Tom Tancredo. Me too. Uh, at least for his stance on, on immigration, because he was the only one with the giblets to say all the things that needed to be said. Like, let's secure the border. Let's enforce the law. Uh, don't tell me we can't deport everybody, because actually we could. Yeah, 44 times in 15 years, one individual. Right. He just now, kept coming back. Yeah. And frankly, I'm not even suggesting we deport everybody. That's not even the suggestion. But once we secure the border, we can talk about all that. We can talk about self-deportation. We can talk about we can talk about enforcing US law. We can talk about people who have done a really good job in this country since they've been here. Okay, let's talk about what we're going to do with them. Are we going to give them a path to citizenship maybe at some point? Maybe. But they got to pay some penalties. They got to go to the back of the line. They might even have to go back home and then do it right. Yeah, and if it truly were for people like Nancy Pelosi and George Bush, if it truly were all about caring about the people that were already here, they then they should have no problem of putting up the wall right. and then dealing with who was here. Yeah, but they don't. They, but they, that's not the issue no. at all because the, no way in hell are they going to allow for a wall. They want. They don't want a border. They want everybody to continue to come here. It's maddening. They're looking for voters. That's all they're doing is they want voters, and they're trying to create the impression with all these people from other countries that, hey, we are your advocate. We are on your side. We're the ones you need to vote for because we'll make it better for you. And and we want to stay in office as this nation fundamentally changes for to a uh, white minority and a minority majority. And that's already happened in Texas. And it's already happened in California. And it'll happen in the rest of the country, too. And that's what they're preparing for. Uh, They're just preparing to stay in office forever. 888-900-3393. And they're trying to trick the people that they've... I mean, they've done this for a long time now. They've done this at least since the 60s with African Americans. They took the credit for the civil rights movement, which was spearheaded by Republicans. Uh, 888-900-3393. I'm joined now by Brad Staggs. You know, I remember when I was in, just before high school, I was listening to radio. I lived in the L.A. area, and I remember one of the guys on the radio said, one of my biggest fears is that one day I'll be walking down the streets in L.A. speaking English, and everyone will look at me and go, huh? (laughs) And it was funny. Yeah. Not so much now. We're here. Yeah, not so much. Uh, You know, there are two types of people, and this is really weird, (laughs) because, you know, I am when it comes to earwax. Uh, you know, there's no one more versed we don't in earwax. No, I think that's true. Uh, you I'm going to give you that. I, you know what? I say if you're going to be an earwax expert, be the best <laughs> earwax expert. Like that attitude. There Go is in. something with earwax videos and pimple popping videos. Oh, no. 
I mean, it's, I know it's weird, yeah. but it's true, and it's no. it's a trend. I'll just Google it. No. And apparently no. there no. are two. Well, there no. are two types of people: those who watch the videos and those who don't understand why people watch those videos. Which obviously I know which can't be fall into now, Pat. Yes. Keith yes, and you Keith, no. you. No. Oh come on! I never did watch that video, by the way. You never did. No. It's very strange. Don't try to lump me into your. Sick it's very strange. Uh huh. I'm just saying. There's just something about them that that. That attracts people, and, and it's like watching a fire. You can't take your eyes off of it. Uh, all this comes back to um, earwax. And, uh, and our sponsor, uh, usewaxrx.com. Mm-hmm. Because if it weren't for earwax, I mean, let's face it, they'd be out of business. Like, you don't want to be in a position where you have to make your, you feel compelled to make your own earwax videos. Right. So, therefore, exactly. usewaxrx.com. Wow, you knew exactly where I was going. Did I? I'm glad one of us did. Mm-hmm. Because if you have too much earwax, and let's face it, it's embarrassing. Uh, no one wants to talk about it. You want to apparently watch the videos, but you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you need usewaxrx.com. Simple three-step system. You just put it in there, squirt it out, and rinse it. with you get the soft, supple ears. Supple. It is so nice. So when the time comes when your ears are so itchy and full of earwax that people are pointing at you as you walk down the street. Look, Mommy. Look at the earwax on the... When that happens, <laughs> use WaxRx.com promo code radio for free standard shipping. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their their love with women all across this country oh yeah, no just some reminders of uh, how brilliant george w bush was. so there's that They're just doing the jobs that no uh, uh, american would, would do picking cotton at 105 degree uh warmness Say nobody wants to do that. Yeah, and especially not for two bucks an hour. Americans like to make a decent living. And if they're going to do really hard work or something in the heat, they want to be paid accordingly. I think that word you were looking for, Mr. President, um, that little circle mm. next to the 105, it means degrees. Huh, 105 d- degrees. Degrees. Right, right. Fahrenheit. 100, 105 degrees. Uh, uh, Degrees. That's a, I know it's a fancy word, Fahrenheit. It's a, it's a fancy Greek word. Well, no. Uh, meaning uh, uh, heat decibels. No. <laughs> no, it's not Greek. That's what it means. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to John in North Carolina. Hey, John, you're on the blaze. Hi. How you doing, guys? Good. Um, I have a question about the the dreamers and their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, when the when the parents of the dreamers left their country to come to this country to raise their family, they had to leave their parents to come here. Now that they've raised their children, isn't it time maybe the parents who are here illegally go back to their country? (gasps) What kind of hatred are you spewing at this point? John, you cannot separate a family. Uh, You cannot do that. I'm right. sorry. They just have to. You just have to leave your. You have to leave your mom and dad and oh my. leave to something else. Oh you just my. Go back. Oh my. Look at the phone right now. 
<laughs> right? And as, and as far as, as yes. George W. Bush, uh-huh. maybe maybe when he saw 105, you know, it has the F in the degrees, maybe yeah. he thought that meant 105 F in degrees. <laughs> maybe. It's possible. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, John. 888 Uh I... I don't know. I can't even listen to John's rhetoric on the Dreamers. Uh, yeah, that was rough. Wow, that was hateful. The lovers, the, the dreamers, dreamers, and me. Uh, Mike in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. <laughs> hey, I'm going to talk really fast. Uh, you got a lot of fans in North Carolina. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sounds like it, huh? At least you yeah. and John, <laughs> there's at least yeah, we're, two. we're probably the only one. <laughs> <laughs> But um, anyway, I'm going to talk fast about two points. Um, mm-hmm. my, my girls, um, my little girls, they go to school, and they um, have their friends with uh, two little illegal girls. They, know, don't, they don't know a whole lot of um, English. Um, but an illegal ran them over because he passed a stop school bus because he didn't know the rules, oh, the, you know, the laws, oh. the rules, uh, uh, yeah, the uh, rules of the road. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so he didn't have a driver's license or anything. Turns out he was illegal. Turns out the girls were illegal. And it mm. wouldn't have happened anyway. Right. So that's a point. My next point is uh, for the parade. Hey, let's let's make it fun. Let's uh, have girls in bikinis riding the missiles and the tank cannons, and uh, <laughs> you know, and then we'll have a blank spot that says our stealth tank. Uh huh. And then we'll have okay. another. Uh, we, we can build some adats from uh, Star Wars, and uh, you know, really scare them. You know, have a wall. <laughs> really scare. And then we'll, them. we'll have Chuck Norris. <laughs> we have Chuck Norris walking walking there. I mean, just by himself. So that's all we need. Yeah, maybe we just maybe he's the whole parade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yep. A whole day of Chuck Norris. <laughs> I like that. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, if we're gonna do it, let's make it fun. I do. I do like that theory. If we're gonna have a military parade, yeah. let's make it fun. Let's embrace it. Yeah, let's go all out. And and none of this. There won't be missiles. Why not? I want to see nuclear missiles. Hmm. If we're gonna do it. You know, do it right. I, I do kind of want to just see a nuclear missile up close. Would be kind of cool. I mean, just kind of... Maybe we just take a field trip to a nuclear missile silo, and we just look at them there rather than parade them down the street. I think that's two but, things now that yeah. I want to see before I die. I want to see mm-hmm. a nuclear missile up close, mm-hmm. and I want to see the underside I of a I think what you mean trailer. is oh, nuclear. Well, you well, want to no. see a nuclear uh, up close and personal. Uh, no. The problem is That's not how you pronounce uh, the nuclears are all hidden. Uh, we don't know where they are. We lost all our nuclears. Because I said, hey, take the nuclears and uh, <laughs> put them someplace. And uh, and they said, we can't find any nuclears, uh, Mr. President. And I said, well, what do you mean you can't find the nuclears? What happened to them? Wow. And then they said, they don't exist because there's no such thing as a nuclear. It's nuclear. That's another strike against George W. Bush. Nuclear was what he said every single time. It's just amazing to me that no advisor said, um, Mr. President, it's it's nuclear. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nuclear wait a minute. weapons. We can, we can trick nuclear him. Nuclear power. I want to trick him. I want to tell him that we agree that nuclear families should all be allowed <laughs> to come here, cross the border. Yeah, and there's no such thing as a would nuclear like family. I like uh-huh. that one. <laughs> I like it too. 888 uh, Some of the other things that Bush had to say yesterday oh, are fascinating. Neat. Uh, he also said that there's pretty clear evidence that the Russians meddled in the 2016 presidential election. 
Now, he did add, whether they affected the outcome is another question. He also said it's problematic that a foreign nation is involved in our election system. Yeah. Our democracy is only as good as people trust the results. Except for, here's another thing. We're not a democracy. And it would be nice if these politicians would learn and understand that. It's kind of a key Kind of a key point. <laughs> and he said all of this in, in uh, Abu Dhabi. And I, it drives me out of my mind when he, you, these, uh, and especially for a former president, to go overseas and start criticizing all, all the things we're doing and, and talking about illegal immigration and all those things and making us look bad to foreigners who don't even understand what the deal is here. 888-933-93. War Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome to it, Triple Eight. 900-3393. You'd also uh, get in touch with us at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Oh, there might be a picture of you on Twitter. It might be a Throwback Thursday picture. From uh, olden times. Yeah. From ancient times. <laughs> this was right around, uh, <clears throat> I think it was just slightly before Charlemagne. So Really? Yeah, it was a while ago. That was a while ago. Charlemagne was around in the 80s? No. This was way before the 80s. Oh, okay. <laughs> ah, so yeah. So go it might to- be the aught 80s, like <laughs> like just literally 80, the year 80. Uh-huh. I think it was then. So yeah, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, check out uh, the throwback picture of yeah. One Pat Gray. Uh, Cost 719, or Coast, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. I just saw the throwback Thursday picture on Pat's Instagram. Mm-hmm. You look like a member of Boston. <laughs> I think that picture does, yeah, That's actually. Funny. That's funny. Uh-huh. By uh-huh. the way, your wife Jackie is a part of that picture as well. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like a fine wine, she's just gotten better with age. Oh, that she's is even so more sweet. beautiful today than she was back then. Wow. Uh, from Are you D- in trouble right now? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, from D165, yeah, Nancy Pelosi broke a record tallest stacked turd to stand erect whilst speaking for eight hours. That's a very That's, specific record that was yeah. broken, but congratulations to the congratulations, former speaker of the house. Congratulations, Nancy. I didn't, uh, I didn't realize. Uh, also, uh, for Michael, we shouldn't punish your children for their parents' actions, like going to Planned Parenthood, for instance. Ooh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That one hits close. Uh, Marianne says, uh, so what she's saying is the illegals are the only ones making America great. It does seem like that. <laughs> what, we haven't accomplished a single thing for our country? Well, no, well, not no. if you're white. No. Not if you're white. Well, I mean. What have you done? Yeah, we made the Kardashians. That's <sighs> like a, that's a big accomplishment, right? And then we've yeah. got, uh, yeah. well, we've got McDonald's, so. Yeah, know. I'm not sure that was done by white people. 
Because um, actually, McDonald's has been pretty successful for a long time. It can't be from a white person, can no. it? No. Uh, also, it's easier to fudge ballot boxes with undocumented citizens than with cartoon characters and dead people. Hence, Nancy Pelosi thanking people who broke into our country. That's exactly <laughs> what this is all about. That is exactly what this is about. It's about them staying in power. They couldn't care less about these dreamers. They don't care about these children who, through no fault of their own, were brought here. They don't care about any of that. They care about themselves and strengthening their position. That's what they care about. Enriching their coffers. That's what they care about. Uh, 888-933-93. Also on this budget deal, uh, Chucky Schumer announced that Democrats and Republicans have put together uh, a deal that, quote, has a great deal of what the American people want, <laughs> unquote. Really, here's uh, what Chucky had to say. Madam President. The Democratic leader. First, let me thank the Republican leader for his comments and his work these past several months. We have worked well together for the good of the American people. We had serious disagreements, but instead of just going to our own separate corners, we came together with an, with an agreement that is very good for the American people no, and recognizes no, needs that both sides of the aisle proffered. I'm pleased to announce that we have reached a two-year budget deal wow. to lift the spending caps for defense and urgent domestic priorities far above current spending levels. Oh, good, good. There are one or two final details good. to work out, mm-hmm. but all the principles of the agreement are in place. All right. The budget deal doesn't have everything Democrats want. Doesn't it? it doesn't have everything Republicans want, but it has a great deal of what the American people want. Yeah, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. The American people don't want to go bankrupt, and that's what you're doing to the country. You're bankrupting the nation. It has a great deal of what the American people want. Shut up. Oh, he's pathetic. Ugh. 888-900-3393. Uh, at a town hall, a there was a uh, Canadian who asked Justin Trudeau yesterday how he'll protect them against ISIS coming through their borders. And uh, Trudeau said that safety comes with building stronger communities through diversity. It it com- Okay. Safety comes with building stronger communities through diversity? What? He couldn't have possibly. Did he really say that? Let's see this. I, I, it's hard to believe. I need to know how you're going to protect future Canadians, like my young daughter, and you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, when you're letting people in with an ideology that just does not conform to what we're doing here. The nice. way we ensure that we are keeping our communities safe mm-hmm. happens not through you know, building walls or thickening borders, metaphorically. Uh, It happens uh, through uh, engaging and giving people pathways to success. It comes through uh, integration and uh, language training and skills training. It comes through our wonderful high schools and public education that allows for kids of all different backgrounds to learn from each other, to grow together, and to work together to build stronger communities. That is as idiotic uh, a rant as I've ever heard. He sucks. Oh, this guy. Uh, he shouldn't be president of his sixth grade class, mm-hmm. let alone the premier, the prime minister of ca- Canada. Wow, that is. 
you've got to be kidding me. So safety comes with building stronger communities through diversity and teaching language skills. Yeah. So if we teach everybody in the community how to speak Arabic, will the extremists <laughs> hate us less? Because now everybody there knows Arabic and they'll at least not to have to do that when they take it over. That's the fix. There you go. That's just teach us Arabic and we'll be fine. That, uh, building communities through diversity? That is the epitome of progressive bullcrap. Okay, we got a bunch of people here that that you're allowing in that want to kill us. So what should we do? Should uh, we get them out of here? They want to commit terrorist acts against us. They want to blow up in our schools and on our buses mm-hmm. and in our malls mm-hmm. or walk into a place and gun people down or rent a truck and drive it through a crowded intersection and run people down. But if we allow a diverse amount of people to come in, that's yeah. going to fix it. Yeah, yeah. What? Makes it better. <laughs> what? So the very thing the guy was worried about, uh, allowing extremists into the country that hate their guts, Trudeau is saying, no, no, no. What's going to fix it is we're allowing these people in that hate your guts. <clears throat> and, and then we'll, we'll, teach them, we'll teach you their language, and mm-hmm. you'll be able to communicate with them better. Now, did you hear my question, Mr. Prime Minister? <laughs> I don't think he did. He's like you're answering it differently than I anticipated. It's just such a screwed up world. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what we do to fix it. Uh, you don't. It's, That's your It's answer. starting to look that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armand in California, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. How are you doing? Good. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, I was under the impression that Democrats don't like anybody interfering in other people's elections. But nobody seemed to complain when Obama sent State Department money and officials into Israel to try to sway Netanyahu's re-election. That's true. A couple of years ago. Right. Nobody cared about that at all. As long they as the Democrats... either. Yeah, they don't. No, they don't. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Armand. As long as it happens on their side of the aisle, all bets are off. Bill in Arizona, welcome to the blaze. <laughs> Hey, guys. Hey. Great show. Pat, you're my brother from another mother. I swear to goodness. (laughs) Hey, I am a four-time cancer survivor. Four times, seriously, in the last three years. I've spoken with you guys on the air before when Mm -hmm. you were on the other show with Glenn. Now, San Fran Nan did a little bit of a trick yesterday. Being a four-time cancer survivor in various stages, of course, we go through different medical things. Every time she would do her little goofy laugh and shake and everything, she was peeing. She was plugged in just like Wendy Davis. I recognized it. And I started laughing going, oh, my goodness, what a scam. And you notice the real mm. big pants she had on? She was strapped in and plugged in. I guarantee it she had a catheter <laughs> in. I guarantee it, you guys. It's impossible. A woman her age, All there's right. no way she could not be incontinent in eight hours. There's no way. <laughs> it just isn't humanly possible. That's really icky possible. to contemplate. Now that's not going to. No, now look, look at every time she would get the little goofy winces and everything in her face. She uh-huh. was peeing. I swear to goodness. I swear. <laughs> that's what she was doing. Okay. I recognize that being in rooms full of cancer survivors, we gather once a month, you know, and share our stories. Uh-huh. I recognize it. And that it's is, like, uh, 
Okay. That's a recognition, though, that you could have you could have just again. kept that no, to yourself, at, Bill. You could have just kept that. No, no, that you image should to not yourself. have. <laughs> now I got to go back and watch that video because that is really nasty. That's really gross. You're probably right. I mean, oh. you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> appreciate the call. Thanks. It's like, like Ick. that scene from uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Ick. May I go to the bathroom? I Thank don't, you. I don't, no, I don't know that. He just did. He just peed okay. while he got the All permission right. there. That's so she's wearing doing. Depends or she, she has a catheter, according to Bill. <laughs> yeah, you know, or maybe both. I don't know. <laughs> That's really nasty. <laughs> but it's probably true. <laughs> it probably is. I just don't want to think about it. So you don't want to watch the video? No. To kind of figure out the moment Mm-mm. where she's just kind of Mm-mm. relieving herself? No. I'll let you do that, though, if, you, if you'd like to put that in your image in your head, because that's never going away. I mean, my images of I mean, Nancy Pelosi can't get any worse than they already are. Mm. So. Pretty bad. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, the House Intel Republicans are planning to... Uh, uh, wall off their aides from Democratic staffers. <laughs> There's going to be a wall. Yeah. Yeah. A wall between the Democrats oh. and the staff. Oh. Then a sign of increasing hostility. Uh, Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee plan to construct a wall, an actual physical partition separating Republican and Democratic staff members in the committee's secure spaces. Uh, it's expected to happen this spring. For now, some Republican committee members deny knowing anything about it while strongly suggesting the division is the brainchild of Devin Nunez. Hmm. It's just this it's just getting so nasty now yeah. uh, that they can't even look at each other. They don't even want to be able to see the other side. Uh, it's kind of how I feel about it. Could we put a wall, you know, under that same pretext? Oh, between us and Jeffy for his segment coming up in about 15 That's minutes. Pretty good idea. We'll, see, we'll have to see. Maybe some sort of partition yeah. so we don't have to look at him. Yeah. 888 <laughs> Uh Glenn and Tanya, several years ago when we were in Connecticut and New York, uh, they lived in Connecticut, and they were trying to move, and they needed to sell their house. And it was when the market had crashed and the home values were bad, and they had a realtor who just didn't know what they were doing. And so the house sat there and sat there and sat there, and they couldn't get it sold. They had a really bad experience with it. And this is, you know, the biggest investment you're ever going to make. They wanted to improve that experience for others. So they thought, what if we get together a team of agents all over the country, and we really qualify them based on their experience and their marketing plan? What kind of character do they have? And what results do they get for their clients? And how about this? What if they all have to be fans of the show so that they share our listeners' values and principles? That'd be great. And in fact, it is great. So they've got a network of over 1,200 agents now all over America that are qualified on in those categories by that criteria. So if you are trying to sell your house and you want to sell it fast for the most money, or maybe you're trying to buy a house... Go to Real Estate Agents I Trust, and we'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
Unleashed. Welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, let's go to Belinda in Georgia. Belinda, you're on the blaze. I don't know where Texas gets their cotton pickers from. Must be over the border. But in Georgia, <laughs> our cotton picker's name is John Deere, and he doesn't care what the temperature <laughs> is. He has air conditioning. <laughs> Uh, that's an excellent point because I I think the same guy picks the cotton here as well. I when was the last time cotton was picked by hand? Oh, like, got to be uh, long time ago. Probably fifty, sixty. Yeah, that's Been a what while. I would guess. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Belinda. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't hear the reference, George Bush said was talking about jobs Americans just won't do. Ugh. Uh, nobody. No, no American wants to pick cotton in 105 degree heat. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't because they're in a John Deere, which does it by machine, and they're in the air conditioned cab. So <laughs> I doubt there's any cotton picked by hand anymore, right? That just that can't happen. First of all, I think it hurts. And it's difficult to do. It's tough work. Well, you don't know because you're an American. But I don't know because I'm, so yes, I'm an American. Other people in A hateful, despicable, white privileged white. American. White. And I just don't, I guess I just don't have the same compassion that, that the compassionate conservative of oh. compassionate conservatism. Uh, George W. Bush has. <laughs> He's a new kind of conservative, a conservative that's actually liberal. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a conservative who's actually so conservative, I go all the way around to uh, uh, liberal. <laughs> like a circle, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, it's like the global warming has gotten so hot that it's gone all the way back around to cold. Sure has. So... Uh, has this been a cold winter in Dallas-Fort Worth? Yes, it has. It's been a wasted cold winter. I mean... Where's the snow? Yeah, very. there's no snow, but I mean, it has been cold and biting cold. Yep. So... But where's the snow? But where's the snow? Such a waste. I'm angry. Well, I'm bitter. Well, the snow went away uh, in global warming. It oh. used to snow like almost every day in Dallas before global warming. Really? Yeah. How long ago was this? Um, Five years Five years ago. Five. It snowed yeah. every day in Dallas yeah. five years ago? Five years ago. ago. Mm-hmm. I, I would have heard <laughs> about that. that. You, you're not aware of that? I huh. didn't hear anything. Yeah, every day. Hmm. Even in July, it snowed. Wait, I was here five years ago. It snowed in July in Dallas before global warming. Not anymore, though. What? Uh, I know. Look it up. Let down. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right. I got to see this uh, this Honda curling ad. Yeah, you do. Because. Brooms high. The uh, Olympic Games have started today. They're underway, and they've already done some curling competition. And uh, here's a promotional ad for Honda uh, with a Winter Olympics theme. Here you go. And welcome back to the auto curling event. Team Honda is looking great out there, Jane. Already the CRV and the Accord have strong positioning over the competition. That's, That's right, Jane. And here comes the Civic <laughs> to round out an already impressive lineup. Yeah. Look at this. Pushing the car over the ice. <laughs> Sweet! And they're grounding the edge. That is Sweet! impressive. Look at Sweet! that thing. Here they come, straight up to the final ending. <laughs> That's funny. Gotta go! Gotta go! Go! Hurry! Hurry! Looks like he's engaged stability control, Brent. Pay attention. Pay attention, folks. There's no catching them now. 
Honda's moving in. I think they're going to capture this. Honda is going I want to, to see take him it. smash right into those cars. And I believe they've done it. Honda has taken the house. <laughs> there was no stopping Honda today. This is Honda's house. Yeah. Test drive a winner. Visit your greater Knoxville Honda dealers today. Wow. That's just a local Knoxville station Honda's doing that. Honda's house. That's really, that's really good. Uh, that's funny. I'm glad you liked it. So yeah, it was good. So, I mean, you know, I printed up for you all of the rules of... Uh, did of you? curling so Where that you they? can, uh, I don't know, there's somewhere over there. All right. Here you Rules. go. You can have my sheet. Rules of curling. Mm-hmm. Just for your Olympic enjoyment. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, these are the the, uh, the terms. The main. Okay, so the main objective of curling is to get your rock closer to the middle white circle than the other team's rocks. Mm-hmm. And the rock is that big stone with the handle on it. Yeah. Okay. Not the actor. So future president of right, the United States. Right. Uh the lead, or is it lead? It's lead, right? It's the lead. Mm-hmm. The lead throws the first two rocks. Okay. And he doesn't actually actually throw them, he just slides them down yeah, the ice. Yeah. Throws, don't get yeah. if he threw them, it would, you know, it break would, the ice and it wouldn't be very good, I guess. We, we got it. Thanks. Uh the second throws the second two rocks mm-hmm. and has a cool name. Yeah, the second. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. The third, uh-huh. or, see, this must be the third person who or, throws another rock, or, or the vice skip. This is like the Mike Pence of the team. Okay, so he's a vice skip. <laughs> he throws the third two rocks. Yeah, see? It's all logical. Two, four, and six. And then the skip <clears throat> is the person who throws the last two rocks. Yeah. Skip is also the team captain and coach. Wow, the captain is also the coach? Yeah, that's kind of cool, right? So he's like the Tom Brady-Bill Belichick combo. <laughs> Or like Bill Russell when he was a player coach for oh. the Celtics back in the 60s and 70s. Or Pete Rose. Yeah, Pete, he was Pete Rose. Busted, mm-hmm. But continue. Uh, but typically, the skip doesn't do any of the sweeping. He's lazy. All he does is push the big stone down He's the, the ice. dictator. Lazy, lazy dirtbag. He's you, the guy yelling. The skip is clearly a white American guy. Well. Am I right? All the skips, they have to find the laziest slob Anywhere around, and that happens to be mm-hmm. a white American guy. And not just any white guy. He's got to be, like, really uber white. Right. Pale, pale. I mean, this guy, the the hippest thing he's ever listened to, this guy, is air supply. That's how white this guy is. Wait, have you Big done curling, fat too? slob. You done curling? I thought you didn't like curling. No, I'm getting it now. I'm getting okay. the whole thing. All I right. understand it now. So what are some curling terms that you need to know? Some curling terms. This is this is gonna make you really uh, really cool in your family as you're watching curling sure is. over the next couple of weeks, and they're gonna think, "Wow, you know what an end is? Mm-hmm. An end in curling is like an inning in baseball." Well, then why don't they call it an inning then, or a period? Keep reading. An end. Stupid. Uh, it's like an inning in baseball. Once both teams throw all eight of their rocks, they they reached an end, and there are ten ends. How can they? Once it ends, it's it's over. An end means it's over. Are you really not in curling? Here we go. Not in curling. Really doing this? There's ten total ends, and at the end of the ends, whoever has the highest score wins. Okay, I can understand that concept. Good. <laughs> highest score wins. How unusual. <clears throat> All right. The rocks or stones are the granite shuffleboard-looking pieces that slide along the ice. Yep. The hammer is the last rock thrown yeah. in an end 
whoever has the last throw of the end has a big advantage because they get the last shot at scoring or preventing the other team from scoring. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how do you choose who gets that? Because that would be unfair if it's the same person every time, right? If it's the same team that gets to do the... No, it changes. The hammer. Yeah, it changes. So then there's the hack. Drop the hammer on them. The hack, right, drop the hammer. And that's when you can knock other stones out of the yeah. way. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid, stupid game. Wow. Are you going to watch some of this? The hack. The starting blocks. Okay. The player puts their dominant hand's same side foot on the corresponding hack and yeah. use. I don't even understand that. What? The starting blocks. The player puts their dominant hand's you, you could do if you just, you same side see it. foot. Don't, don't overthink it. You got the gripper foot that you push off with. See, one of your shoes has got the grip on it. The other is slides on the ice. And it's called the slider, the one that slides. Yeah, the curling sheet is kind of like the field. You got the hog hog line. line. Yeah, that's where you can't, you got to go of the the stone before you you got the the, the house, which Mm -hmm. is the the target. That's the big circle area you're going for. The guard is the term for throwing the rock Mm -hmm. in order to block an area of the rings. Yeah, it's a very strategery is involved. Takeout is a term for throwing the rock and hitting the other team's rock. Makes sense. And draws the curving of the That's rock cool. around a guard yeah. in order to get it in the house. Try getting a granite stone to curve at will. Ugh. You're watching this. <laughs> I should have brought my tablet. I should have just set it right here so you could just watch it during the get show. Get this. Curling was invented in the 1500s by a Scottish monk. Yeah. The only aspect he didn't think of was a good broomstick fight and subsequently penalty boxes to go with the screaming and hammering. So we thank the Scottish for that stupid game, too. That stupid. and golf. I mean, sir, I time for somebody to take over Scotland and put them out of their sporting Wait, misery. They wear dresses, too, right? Yes. Oh. Yes. More hmm. Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Time for Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Howdy. So I hear you're uh, talking about the Olympics and uh, and curling, which started last night, but the opening mm-hmm. ceremonies aren't until tomorrow night. So right. what, what are you yeah. talking about? The Olympics can't be on. They are. Uh, that's what I was I mean, talking they, about. They uh, put the cart before the horse. <laughs> well, there's a lot of curling to be played. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, how is that possible? What? It's the opening I, ceremonies. Are we going to have the opening ceremonies and have the Olympics or what? You would think so, right? Instead, they start the Olympics and then they do the opening ceremony. I mean, so the whole darn thing is just like a lie. It's a sham. <laughs> it's a scam and a sham. It's a sham scam. Put an end to this. I'll tell you that right now. Sham okay. Scam? It's a scam. Sham scam. Scam scam. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, this man, uh, they're wondering in Boston uh, who he is. Uh, who is this man? <laughs> I love the fact that they don't know who this guy is. This portrait has hung for years outside the chambers of the Chief Justice on Massachusetts' highest court. Oh, that's my uh, great, great. No, it is not. That is Jeff Fisher. That's my the great, first. No, no. 
My great, great, no, no. great, great grandfather. That is Jeffrey Fisher the first. <laughs> I think we should all it just actually write does it look a little like you. That's what I'm saying. If you lost three to four, <laughs> five hundred pounds, something like that, it would okay. look like well. This is, like this, you. is this is pre, you know, yeah, pre fatness. <laughs> it's not me. It's my. Oh, I, right, right, right. Okay. I see. But you were alive back then. <laughs> I mean, this guy this guy probably sat on the bench between 1780 and 1820. No, I wasn't. And they really born don't know who this is? No. Really? He's an unknown justice. It's just been hanging. That's really weird. That's really weird. Awesome. Now, he's uh, because uh, they can't imagine, uh, you know, when it, they can't trace it. They don't know anybody that knows it. Uh, the court goes back to 1692, right? Mm -hmm. So and they don't even know who the artist is. Uh, if you if we find out who it is, you'll get uh, you'll get your plaque, you'll get the pictures. They'll give you a tour of the John Adams Courthouse, <laughs> but it's just been hanging there, and every, you know for years everybody walks by. Goes, I wish I knew who that guy was. That's that's interesting. It, at my house that I grew up in, my parents had this gigantic portrait, and it hung in our living room, and it was of a woman, and like in this beautiful dress, uh, formal dress. And she was just sitting there with her arms folded across an her older, lap. An older painting or photo, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, but she was, you know, uh, and it was a great painting. And I I'll always used to ask, who is that? Is that like our aunt, our grandmother? <laughs> or We don't know. Well, who painted it? <laughs> I don't know. Why do you have it there? What we is that we like for? It. We Yard like sale. it. Maybe, maybe it's the same thing with this guy. We like it. Maybe it's just maybe just somebody painted something and then they they liked it and hung it. I don't know. Right. Like, like my parents. It's like the judge's cousin. <laughs> yeah. He, he was in town that week, so <laughs> they painted. <laughs> or it's nobody in particular. They just liked the painting and put it up. <laughs> yeah, that looks good with know. the other judges. Let's hang it up. I mean, we all have family photos, right? I mean, uh -huh. we've got I've got family photos from you know way back. Yeah, when photography just started. Yeah. Oh, I'll bet. And uh, of yourself, uh, you know, you look at them and you go, "Okay, you know the kind of the area they're in," but mm -hmm. you know, there's nobody wrote names. That's why I try to make it a, you know, right on the back of the pictures who they are. So at yes. least you know that's you can at least a good turn, idea. I know you can turn around and you know look and say, "Okay, that's you know." Great, great, great Aunt Millie or whatever. So you have an idea. Right. But nobody right. does it. No. Nobody does it. Yeah. Congratulations to Sports Illustrated for finally uh, grabbing uh, grabbing hold of this Me Too era and uh, coming out with uh, the uh, swimsuit issue, Sports Illustrated Me Too version. Uh, congratulations. Uh, it's good for them. Mm -hmm. uh, Editor MJ Day. Uh, I'm thrilled that this movement is going on because I feel like it's going to change things. For the better. This um, from the magazine that exploits women every February with their swimsuit edition. Wow. You're thrilled at the Me Too movement? I mean, this is one, okay. this is one picture from the, mm -hmm. from oh, the yeah. movement. Yeah, that's Not very helpful. Uh, the issue is going really to include helpful. more participation from athletes, uh, written contributions from models. Good. Uh, donations and causes and empowerment. It'll be their lowest selling. Uh, one model's t-shirt reads, own it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know why it won't, Keith? Why is that? Uh, you know, what Taylor Ballantyne and all the women crew called it uh, in her own words. Okay. But there's also going to be a uh, Called it what in her own words? Her section in the Sports Illustrated. You know, her little section of pictures mm -hmm. and the movement. But, okay, there's also a part that she talked about that's going to be Nude, yes. all nude. I'm trying to find the feature to shoot of all of them nude. 
So it will people will. But they're not actually showing the nudity, right? They're covering themselves up or whatever, like they. Uh, Variety of models, varying ages, body types, levels of experience. Paulina Poritzkova, one of the issues covered in 1984, is going to be on it. Oh my gosh, she's got to be in her 50s now. And who that's Rick Okasik's wife, rookie, right? Isn't Paulina Poritzkova? I I think you're right. Yeah, Rick Okasik from the Cars married her, and I think they're still married. Let's see here. Probably. Yeah, married in 1989. She's 52. Yep. Yeah. Huh. And she's she's in the swimsuit edition? Yes. Wow. Uh, She returned for the spread, it's called. Oh, my. Uh, And the uh, rookie is going to be involved in it, uh, Sailor Brinkley Cook. Okay. Uh, Daughter of Christy. Uh, You know, that's why she gets a pass. Is she married? She's going to uh, photography school. Oh, He's going to photography school now, but they're giving her a shot. She's 19. Uh, yeah. Brinkley, Brinkley's, Brinkley uh, yeah. Christy Brinkley's daughter is 19. <laughs> she just got uh, divorced recently again, I think. Oh, no. Christy, yeah. So. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the editor said, hey, look, we want them to win at life, and this is very important. But I wish I could find the line where it talked about, I had it here, where it talked about uh, it's going to be, uh, oh, yeah, okay. In a first. In its 54 history, 54 year history, the 2018 swimsuit issue will also feature a nude spread shot by female photographer Tony Valentine. Well, that's that's why she called it uh, in her own. Can, can I just say this is a first experience for me? Um, you know, when you when you Google somebody, and then off to the right is like the little Wikipedia information. So I Googled Christy Brinkley because Pat said I think she just got divorced, and it says spouse Peter Cook, 96 mm-hmm. to 2008, and then it says more i've never seen more you have to click on that to get the whole list of everybody oh yeah of, uh, of who they've been married yeah, to and stuff so, yeah uh, yeah there's a there's four. a few yeah there's a few like that well Christy. there's you know billy joel sure yeah let's not forget well it starts with let's see Fran- francois hello i don't know 73 to 81 really then richard taubman oh 94 to 95 all right uh oh i'm sorry I skipped over billy joel uh, 85 to 94 Peter Cook, 96 to 08. It doesn't have anything after huh. Peter Cook. She's, so, huh. Okay. Four times. Yeah, see, she lasted, what is that, about eight or nine years, ten years, a man? Uh, after that, it's like, she's got to get out. Bye-bye. She's yeah. got to get out. We've got enough for her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, 30. Yeah, so it's about seven years of, of yeah, marriage. We, we are in love with Christy Brinkley for that first five, six years, man. <laughs> and then it's like, holy and cow. And then, bye-bye. Yeah, get out. You've had a kid. Yeah. Talk to you later. <laughs> You are the worst. <laughs> you are the absolute most despicable living human, other than Nancy Pelosi, perhaps. Oh, thank you. Thank okay. you. I'm glad somebody's above yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Yeah. I did appreciate the call of Nancy wearing diapers, though, during her eight-hour speech. <laughs> yeah, you know That, that was happened. fantastic. That was a good call. Yeah. Yes, because that absolutely happened. It happened. I don't think she had a catheter, but I do believe that she was wearing the diapers. For sure. There's, no, there's not a chance she stands up there for all that long without that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I thought, actually, I talked about it this morning. When I was <laughs> sat in with Doc this morning. I thought about the guy that had the tough job was the guy that stands behind her and keeps her skin tight, <laughs> you know, while she stands up so she can. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. that's yeah, uh, that's, that's eight hours of that, man. That's you, a tough job. How do you job. do that? And you that's don't even, a tough one. You don't even see him on camera. No, you don't. I mean, that is no, trick photography right there. Well, he's a little guy. Okay. He's a little guy. He's he just keeps guy. his leg up and keeps that skin pulled tight, man. <laughs> but you know what happens when it's over. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> okay, and this kind of ticks me off. But I'm glad that he actually is standing up. Tony Dungy. Mm. Um, 
in trouble, or at least it looked as though he was in a little bit of trouble, but he did not back down uh, by uh, celebrating Christianity uh, and the Super Bowl. On the Twitters, mm-hmm. uh, his tweet congratulating the Philadelphia Eagles Sunday for their Super Bowl win. Quarterback Nick Foles told me last week that he felt the Lord had him in Philadelphia for a special moment, and he played like it tonight. How dare he say that? Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the big leads, Kyle Coster and writer Stephanie Stradley, uh, criticized Dungey for talking about Christianity and the Holy Spirit amid sports analysis. <laughs> now, of course, Tony works for NBC Sports, and uh, Tony uh, doubled down. Uh, Foles' uh, Christian faith was part of what helped him to be a quality mm. quarterback. NBC pays mm. me to express my opinion, and it was my opinion that Nick Foles would play well because his Christian faith would allow him to play with confidence, and that, and that he's a good QB. I think I was right on both counts. Good and for him. So, yes. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna intimidate Tony Dungy no. into not talking about his no, you're not religiosity. No, you're not. Now, uh, great. Uh, Stradley went ahead. The lady she deleted her tweet in defeat. Um. <laughs> Dungy remained. He said, a "Christian Squall's skills as an athlete and his faith as a Christian was neither wrong nor outside his job description." And asserted that there was no basis for casting doubt on whether the Holy Spirit actually spoke to Foles, given the tenets of Christianity. Thank you very much. So uh, then, uh, mm-hmm. there's a big article by uh, by Coster uh, beating up on Tony. Uh, good luck, because uh, I mean, there's pictures of all the Philadelphia Eagles praying and praising the Lord right after the game uh, live on television, let alone the private prayer services. And Tony Dungy, um, I mean, that guy, is uh, he's had enough struggles, uh, personal struggles, uh, in his life. Uh, We've met him. Uh, I've met him a couple of times uh, in Tampa, and we met him at the uh, sports dinner, the breakfast dinner, uh, for the the Hall of Fame dinner, breakfast, uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, Glenn, in fact, interviewed him. He's, I mean, he's a great man. A good man mm-hmm. serving. He's got. Uh, he works for Family First and All Pro Dad uh, for families. He's adopted. Uh, I don't know how many children now. I mean, his son, his adopted son, the nine-year-old, is doing pregame stuff, right? Interviewing the Eagles and stuff for the Super Bowl for NBC Sports. Oh yeah. So I mean, yeah. okay, go ahead. And Tony, this guy is trying to <laughs> say that NBC should blast Tony Dungy if he mentions uh, if he mentions it again. And Tony's like, um, no, good luck. Yeah. Uh, have a nice day. Uh, he doesn't care about that stuff. That's great. I mean, A, Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's enough. Go ahead. Go after me. Yeah. Go ahead, me. Come on. No problem. I got you. Uh, Jared Fogle. You remember Jared? Yeah, from uh, Subway. Uh, um, child molester. Fo- right? Well, he was sentenced in 2015 to 15 years and mm-hmm. eight months in federal prison for possession and distribution of child pornography. Yeah. But you did he actually Jared? molest? Children as well, didn't he actually? Why are you disparaging Mars? No, no, yeah, he I'm did. Saying, didn't he? he was sentenced for 15 <laughs> okay. years and eight months, mm-hmm. possession and distribution of child pornography. Okay, all right, all right. He wants the judge recused from his case because the judge has teenage daughters. Yep, she's biased. <laughs> good <laughs> luck. Not, that's not going to happen. Good luck. Jared. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that, Jerry. Good luck. The internet wants Shapiro and Kimmel to debate for charity. Ed Shapiro's up for it. That would be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Shapiro mm-hmm. and uh, Jimmy Kimmel. But you know that that's not going to happen. No. Uh, no. Jimmy Kimmel will never, ever agree to that. Ever. 
Las Vegas Massacre Police, new ev- there's not going to be new evidence, but we are going to get body cam footage mm. uh, to be released. I hope we get, I don't know how much of it. Uh, you know, we'll get the guy that faced the wall for three hours on the floor down below. Mm. Uh, I don't know what footage we're going to get, but it should be. It's interesting that at least we're starting to get some footage released. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're getting some mm-hmm. hours of footage released. Did I see they're closing off the 32nd floor they're re- yeah, they're Yeah, they're renaming it. It's not going to be 32 anymore. They're going to rename it like 56 through 60 or something, something like that. I don't, I don't have that story in front so of me, but they're renamed, They're renumbering it. It's so just going to be that a because, problem. Is that because uh, nobody will? Yeah, they didn't want. Nobody will be. Nobody on, wanted to go they to won't that be floor. On that floor anymore. Yeah, right. But they will oh, because mm-hmm. it's just yeah. change the number. number yeah, changing but. the number doesn't change the floor. <laughs> It's like, it's, it's like changing it's the calendar. It's still the same. You can call it 8,300. But it's not. It says it's 56. It's, it's not 32. It's still the 32nd Apparently, floor. they had some floors uh, uh, numbered differently anyway already at, at the hotel. Uh-huh. So they're just adding to the above floors. Like I think it is like 56 through 60 or whatever because it's only a... 40 story building or well, something because so. of people's superstition most places skip 13 right anyway. they don't do the right. 13th floor but if you're on a lot 14 you know you're on the 13th on floor 13 yeah but it doesn't say it's the 13th it says it's 14 so right I'm fine. so it's still you're fine right so and that's exactly what i mean that's that's the the feeling right right so i mean they you whatever i mean they just want people to come and Mm-hmm. Spend money in at their hotel, and if it takes mm-hmm. changing floor thirty-two to fifty-six, it's fifty-six. And they're going to need people to stay there to pay off the lawsuits that they're going to be subjected to. Yeah, can you imagine? Oh man, I know, I know. So yesterday, I see an article. I think that's one of the reasons we don't have the information mm-hmm. because the hotel did some things that were the hotel and the local police yeah. have a very unique relationship in mm-hmm. Las Vegas, and that is a big part of. What's and one happening. of them was they hired an illegal alien. They didn't get him or registered. Security the security guards. And he might not be the maybe, only one. Maybe they do I know. that a lot. I know. And so, I think that's where we were at because yeah. that's why uh, Ellen interview in and out mm-hmm. answer questions. Yes and no. Yes and no. This is what I remember. Disappear. And where did he go after the Ellen interview? Mexico. Poof. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean. No, it does not. It does not mean that. I know that it doesn't mean that, but it's, you know, it sure is plausible to have that happen. Sure is. And there's plenty more. I mean, there's so much information. Like, you know, they they want to make a big deal. They made a big deal about busting the the guy that made the bullets. Yeah. And uh, if I hear or see someone complaining about why did he need to make tracer bullets anyway? Because that's one of the things that he sold them was these tracer bullets. And he said in an interview, now he was making illegal bullets too, bullets that shouldn't have been made. And that's what got him in trouble. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. The tracer bullets are legal. But why would you need tracer bullets? Why would anyone need tracer bullets? Well, because you can go out on big farms and in the desert, you know, where Las Vegas is <laughs> and shoot tracer bullets and see them shoot in the air. That's a cool thing. I mean, it, Big deal, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. but just just for him to get arrested is good, and I'm glad that he got arrested, and I'm glad that he's going to have to face charges for selling illegal illegal uh, weapons and illegal firearms and bullets and whatever else he was selling illegal. But he didn't have anything to do with the shooting. Mm-hmm. Okay, that doesn't just because he. I mean, he sold the guy some stuff. Okay, that's great. Uh, you know, good for you. 
but it's got nothing to do with what's going on over here. And that's what they're trying to, yeah. you know, that's what they're trying to push. And, uh, it, you know, whatever, good luck. I don't know that we'll ever know now. I'm really disappointed and yeah, frustrated with right. the whole darn thing. And I'm sure the FBI and Las Vegas Police Department is too. I've got about, uh, we have time. I'd, I'd love to go into this Quincy Jones interview. Oh, good golly. This is such a good interview. It is so much good stuff in this uh-huh. Quincy Jones interview. Let's, uh, we'll do it after it? this. Yeah, we'll, I mean, it is so good. Yeah, We'll come back with more chewing the fat and get to that Quincy Jones thing because he had some interesting things to it's say. so good. The whole, th- the whole thing is great. Let me tell you about Cosmo Hurts Kids. Uh, this was founded by Victoria Hurst and her family, as we've mentioned multiple times. The Hurst Corporation publishes Cosmo. So she just believes that Cosmo contains pornography that's harmful to kids. And when you read the articles... When you hear about the articles, when you look at the headline of the article, it's pretty hard not to agree that Cosmo contains pornography. So she doesn't. she's not trying to get them to stop doing what they do. Uh, that's their business. She's not trying to drum them out of business. She's all about free speech. It's just that she wants Cosmo's uh, to fall under the state's material, harmful to minor laws, and then you wouldn't be able to sell it to kids under 18 just really reasonable that's that's all she's saying if you if you agree uh with victoria and frankly me that cosmo and pornography shouldn't be sold to children under 18 take a stand and visit cosmohurtskids.com find out how you can help that's cosmohurtskids.com you're listening to pat gray on the blaze radio network This is the Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. Pat Gray. Triple eight, 933-93. All right. Uh, this Quincy Jones interview. Oh, involves is so good. First thing is, he claimed that he dated who was Ivanka. It? Ivanka Trump. Yeah. Yes, I, I have that. Uh, I have. Does I have she, that highlighted. Uh, has she corroborated that, or well, he, does she deny that? The story was reasonable. I mean, he uh, he went out there and talked about uh, Trump and talked about that's what. And the, then he said he's out, part of the problem. Said outrageous stuff like uh, uh, yeah, well, Richard uh, Pryor and and uh, Marlon Brando had sex together with right. each other. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. Richard Pryor's wife, widow, said, said yep. yeah, he did. <laughs> it was the 70s. Yeah. Well, wait, I'm not sure that's a, a decent explanation. Well, of course it was. What are you talking about? It's the <laughs> it 70s. was the 70s. And? Drug, drugs were good. The wife said drugs were good. And yeah. the, quote, the quote was, uh, you know, you would do a radiator. You did enough in the cocaine, and <laughs> a radiator, and, and that's it, a fact. And send it flowers in the morning. And I just want to say that's a fact. Uh, really strange stuff. And, and she said that Richard really would weird. be cracking up that uh, Quincy let the cat out of the bag. Apparently, you know? he was bisexual, Richard Pryor. Well, I didn't, I didn't know. Do, that's what she says. Well, she claimed. That's what she I mean, says. You, no, she said that he had sex with Marla Brando. And she said he was bisexual. Well, I mean, you have sex with a couple of guys. It doesn't make you bi. <laughs> anyway, she thinks it does. 
because she said he was bisexual. What has stirred everything <laughs> up is all about Trumpisms. It's Trump and uneducated rednecks, says Quincy. Trump is just telling them what they want to hear. I used to hang out with him. He's a crazy MFer. Limited mentally, a megalomaniac, narcissistic. Can't stand him. I used to date Ivanka, you know. Oh, wow, man. She's the most, she had the most beautiful legs I ever saw in my life. Wrong father, though. <laughs> <laughs> he said 12 years ago, Tommy Hilfiger, who was working with my daughter, uh, Peggy Lipton's kid, too, with Quincy, uh, uh, Ivanka wants to have dinner with you. I said, no problem. She's a fine MFer. <laughs> is what is so he shaft good. now or something? What, is, what does it do with so the MFer good. thing? My favorite, my favorite, my favorite mm-hmm. of this whole thing mm-hmm. is uh, when he talks about the, the Brando yeah. and he said he'd F a mailbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye. And then the uh, he slept with them? How do you know that? Come on, man. <laughs> he did. He did not give a f. You like Brazilian music? <laughs> one that is my. Fa- that's my favorite quote. Of, that's how you end a conversation from now on. Do you on. like Brazilian music? Come on, man. He's a crazy. He's a crazy. He. Come on, man. He didn't give a f. You like Brazilian music? <laughs> that is that one is weird, so good. weird interview. So it really weird. Uh, I'm not what sure. What is he, 80? He's 84. He's going to be 85 in March. And that's really why he's giving these interviews, right? Because he's got the big Netflix documentary Jeez. coming out. Uh, and a CBS special hosted by Oprah. Uh, mm-hmm. Celebrating the life of Quincy Jones. I mean, 28 Grammys, all those albums that he sold. Yeah, he's done a couple huge. of things musically. Okay. Talked about Michael Jackson okay. in the interview. It's a really fascinating interview. Uh, whether you believe it or not. That's the thing. I mean, come on, man. Pat Gray. Only... On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Pat Gray Unleashed, 888 I just uh, bashed my face into the microphone. Oh, no. Uh, thank you. You okay? You all right? No. I, that's, it just kind of startled me, and I thought, okay, that had to look really good on TV. Do you left a mark, too. I mean, what do you... <laughs> do you like Brazilian such, music? Such a spaz. All right, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. He didn't give a F. <laughs> you like Brazilian music? Uh, no, I don't, Quincy. <laughs> he has a great so, Ringo Starr story in there. Yeah. Uh, about uh, the Beatles Star? meeting the Beatles and how Ringo couldn't play a beat. They brought in another drummer to do the drum beats to one of his albums after they sent him out. And he came back and Ringo said, let me hear that back. He goes, that doesn't sound bad. And Quincy goes, yeah, because it's not you, <laughs> douche. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ringo Stark? I don't believe that. Okay, I'm just telling you Come what the man on. said. He said the Beatles. He said uh, Paul was, was he too drunk or stoned at the time? Maybe that was the deal, right? Because Ringo Stark... Yeah. Those rumors about the early Beatles. I was telling you what the Quincy Jones. I know. Said. I'm just trying to tell you that 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 people have said this about the Beatles, and it's just not it's not true. When you see their talent, I mean they they could play their instruments. Paul McCartney was a really good bass player. Uh, not according to Quincy Jones. George, George Harrison is a really good guitar player. 
I mean, he played guitar all the time with Eric Clapton. What were your first impressions of the Beatles? All right. And he said. Quincy Jones, that they were the worst musicians in the world. No way. They were no playing MFers. Paul was was the worst bass player I ever heard. And Ringo. My God. Don't even talk about it. Okay. Why? Because he likes Motown music and the Beatles weren't Motown. Okay. Sorry, they weren't the you, Jackson Five. What did you think who when you first so heard? What did you think when you first heard rock music? Rock ain't nothing but a white version of rhythm and blues. Mf'er. I don't like Quincy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like ever, him. I don't like him. I don't like him. <laughs> no, he sounds like he sounds on, like uh, uh, who was the man. guy who played Shaft? Richard Roundtree. Yeah. It's, he sounds like yeah, Richard Roundtree and that's, Shaft. That's probably. I mean, we oh. talked. We talked a little bit about that. He talks about. He talks about. Uh, uh, he talked about uh, Sinatra helping him out. Oh, he did. What do you think uh, of Sinatra? With racism, you know, with the racism thing and getting him to work because uh, really, uh, Frank Sinatra helped Quincy Jones with uh, you know with the racism and how he got him into. He wouldn't say wouldn't. Uh, let, that's what he did for uh, um, Sammy Davis too. Right, he was supposed to. Uh, he yeah, said, man. it's all effed up. 1964, when I was in Vegas, when asked about racism and mm-hmm. what he thought, he says, it's all effed up. In 64, when I was in Vegas, there were there were places I wasn't supposed to go because I was black, but Sinatra fixed that for me. He's, his is, but Frank fixed it for me. It takes individual efforts like that to That's change great. things. Oh, wow. It takes white people to say to other white people, do you really want to live as a racist? Is that really what you believe? But every place is different. When I go to Dublin, Bono makes me stay at his castle because Ireland is so racist. Bono's my brother. He named his son after me. Hmm. <laughs> now, we looked at his kids' names. Uh-huh. <laughs> we did look at his kids' names. I didn't look at the middle names. Are any named Quincy? <clears throat> Not no. the first and last name. But okay. I don't know about the middle name. All right. So, so possible. So that- this guy is just saying whatever pops into his head. Right now, I, He's I just love saying whatever pops into his. Head. I love that uh, he called Trump the megalomaniac and the narcissistic. When asked what's something you've worked on that should have been bigger, what the f are you talking about? I've never had that problem. They were all big. <laughs> <laughs> He's more of a megalo- megalomaniac than so, than Trump is. Absolutely. What was your greatest musical invention? Everything I've done. <laughs> But Trump, man. Uh, yeah, but Trump, Trump's an megalomaniac and a narcissistic, yeah. man. Okay. That guy. Uh-huh. I love the Ivanka, though. The Ivanka was the best legs I've ever seen. Man, wrong father, though, man. <laughs> Come on, man. He's 84 now, and he just doesn't care. Come on, man. Right? He'd have anything. He just didn't give a F. You like Brazilian <laughs> music? <laughs> weird. Very weird. <laughs> Matt, in Ohio, you're on the blaze. Oh, man, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to have to stop laughing, man. I've been giggling <laughs> like a 13-year-old girl here. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I called up because <laughs> I, I, I had made an observation um, while listening to Jeffy uh, ramble uh, incoherently on his like first segment. Right. Uh, man, I just uh, – I know he covered uh, for the early morning show this morning. Mm-hmm. So I – I, I picture some poor intern down at the blaze has to go check every, you know, hole in the wall bar from, from here, you know, from the studio to, you know, to Oklahoma. Work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. man. And try to find Jeffy, man. They probably find him at the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they probably, 
they probably find them, you know, at the, you know, some, uh, yeah, probably, at, probably some yeah. gay, probably some gay bar. And he's got, <laughs> not his, that there's anything wrong rap. with that. Thank you. Right. Yeah, Thank man, you. Not that, I Matt. mean, you know, I like Brazil, I like Brazilian music, but you know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that, uh, um, Rio, that song Rio, uh huh, by Duran yeah, Duran. Yeah, exactly, man. That's a, yeah. That's a, it's a Brazil, you know, I like Brazilian music. That's pretty much Brazilian. Anyways, that's uh, <laughs> not so, Brazilian. They Jeff, they, yeah, they find Jeffy, you know, uh, at, at some bar, you know, mm-hmm. probably drunk off his ass, man. And, he, and oh, they yeah. got, you got to get him to the studio to get there, you know, early enough to do the morning Yeah, because they really want me in the studio. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. man. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, probably, they're they're going contact. out of their way to get me in here. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I, you know, another observation, I've never heard Jeffy more excited than when he's talking about Marlon Brando and uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. Oh, who, who it makes me happy. It? I'm not alone. And uh, Richard Pryor, Marlon Brando. Oh, oh my Richard God! Pryor. Yeah, and those two guys. I was big. I'm big fans of both those guys. Uh huh. And you're I glad they them. got together, yeah. right? I didn't oh, realize no. there was any kind of love between them, but good for them. <laughs> I mean, you know, back then everybody had long hair. You know, couldn't tell. You know, mm-hmm. couldn't mm-hmm. tell. You know, girls, guys apart. But you know, I'm only 33. Oh, you so could now. See, that's the thing. Pat's going to tell you that you could. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Pat's going to tell you that you uh, could tell them apart. And back then, you know, uh, you know the song Dude Looks Like a Lady? It reminds me of the Aerosmith yeah, story. Aerosmith, yeah. uh, Steven Tyler walked into a bar one time, and he sees <laughs> this blonde with the long blonde hair flowing down her back. Beautiful. And has the back to him because she's getting a drink, and he comes over thinking he's going to hit on her. And the guy turns around, and it's uh, Brett Michaels from Poison. (laughs) (laughs) And that sparked Dude Dude Looks looks Like like a Lady. lady. Yeah. Yeah. I Um, mean, that happens to us all, though. Oh, sure. So I've been hunting around for Bono's kids' names. And it is Mm -hmm. difficult to find this information, the full names. But Bono does have a son whose name is, this is the closest I can get, Elijah Bob Patricius Goji Q. Just the letter Q. Oh, and uh, so perhaps that's, that's it. it. And uh, But I don't know this G-U-G-G-I. I don't know what that is. Elijah Bob Patricius Gugi Q. That's the kid's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. that's after that, Quincy's right. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with Bono, though. Call... I like Bono. I like Bono. Right. Bono's great. Yeah, I do, too. And you yeah. know, him and Quincy are buds. You think yeah. Bono likes Brazilian music? <laughs> I, <don't>... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never heard any influence on any U2 albums. I don't but... know. Like, I had quite a theory about me. That guy did? Yeah. Yeah. That's quite a story. Actually, he knows yeah. more about Long-winded. you than he should. That's, uh... well, I, that's why I'm saying that's why I want to disclaim it right now because it's actually true. But it's, it's, huh? I want to say that it's not true. Uh, to, to think that interns have to go out and fish you out of yeah. bars. Oh, man. Uh, that, I mean, that happens five times a week, right? Six, seven? Well, only on the nights that my wife has decided that she's not going to do it <laughs> and drag me out. She's. But by that time, she's had enough. They said the end. You know. Right. Because the wife is like, I don't want to so, go to those dives anymore. I'm right. sick of. And that's when we send the interns. Right. 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 So that's she's, great. You know, at that point, she's sick of changing my diapers. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. You do seem to know a lot diapers about are, diapers. I got to tell you, though. See, the diapers are a smart move if you drink a lot. Because then you don't have to waste time going to the bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That walk to the bathroom mm-hmm. back and forth is supposed to sober you up. It doesn't. <laughs> All right. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Amazon is going to start delivering groceries. Yeah, baby. You hear about that? I love it. Within two hours. Great. So you place your order. 
in two hours, you got your groceries at the house being delivered from Whole Foods. I mean, that's that's incredible. Hmm. It's a prime prime now delivery service. Uh, customers in Austin, Cincinnati, Dallas, and Virginia yeah. Beach will be the first to get the service. And then they plan to expand the offering across the U.S. later on. Yeah, in, their major year. hubs will be big. Uh, and we, of course, here in, in the Metroplex and DFW are one of them. And it'll be great because they're already dropping stuff off on our roofs within an hour almost. If you have Amazon Prime, you can already get something within an hour. I mean, it's within there. Within it's there. an hour. That's unbelievable. It sure is. It, it, I don't know how they do it, frankly. And even, I mean, even with within, let's say, uh, the next day. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just continually amazed. My wife said, well, yeah, I ordered that. And I look, and I don't even think about it. It's already here. I know. Uh, it's amazing. Tell me you wouldn't do this. A two-hour delivery will be free. If you want it in one hour, mm. that costs you eight bucks. Are you, greedy? <laughs> are you kidding me? You could bring it to me in an hour. How are they for making the money though? So they're, they're charging me more for bread or whatever they have to be making. I don't know. They, maybe, maybe the groceries cost more. Yeah, they've got. I mean, they've got to make something, right? I mean, uh, Jeff they, Bezos isn't going to. You would think he's not going to knock down a billion off his total. You would think for me to get groceries in two hours. But you know, they own Whole Foods now, and so uh, they bought it last year for thirteen point seven billion. And everybody thought they were crazy, but this is why we kind this of talked about why. it when they happened. And now they've got their and now they've got their uh, uh, store in Seattle that is humanless, right? So with, with yeah. just computers. So right. between Whole Foods and being able to go to a location and not That's deal with anyone, really something that is really something. I know. And you know, Walmart is trying to catch up, and I don't think they're ever going to be able. to. Uh, I don't know. They're they're pretty know. good. I don't I don't think they can. I, they're they're good. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just saying Amazon is so far ahead of everybody else on this stuff that I don't know if anybody can catch them doing this stuff. No, but Walmart is actually trying. I mean, they're trying to at least uh, you know do the same thing, maybe just a little bit different. Like if you uh, instead of uh, when you order something online mm-hmm. uh, at the payout, they have. Uh, I don't even know if it's been full working yet. I just read a story about this where they're if you go online and I order a product. And I say, and they say, hey, we can deliver it to you for fifteen bucks, mm-hmm. uh, but or you can come to this store and pick it up for ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, Walmart's I, you know, trying have to make to... a better deal like that. So it's all mm-hmm. you know, they're going to end up trying to you know beat it in volume. Walmart is going, to, is going to need to figure out how to not block the aisles with the people that are shopping for that are actually going and collecting these online orders. They've got these huge carts that block the aisle, and it's a problem. Uh, so that I mean that's a that's a thing that Amazon doesn't have to worry about, but um, let's go down the other aisle. But what I want is on that aisle, Jeffy. Yeah, what if you're looking for cereal and they're blocking the cereal aisle? They're not going to block I mean, the cereal aisle by the time you get back from the honey. God, stop! <laughs> get out! <laughs> but I just don't I don't know how they're going to do it for so cheap. It's free for two hour delivery, eight bucks if you want it in one hour, yes. and that's on orders of just thirty five bucks or more. That's amazing. That's incredible. That's incredible. I was going to say there has that? to be a limit, right? That's amazing. That sure is. Yeah, it's. That, I don't know I mean, how to do it. It's incredible. It's got to be. They're gonna, you're going to end up having products that you can't get, right? You're going to. They're just going to say we don't have that. Maybe. Um, here's your groceries. Yeah. <laughs> here's your box of cereal, milk, eggs, and bacon. We're out of. Well, there are certain things at Whole Foods you can't get, right? No, I, I right. So your orders. It's going to be limited to items. Whole Foods, like stuff. calories. Yes, like anything <laughs> delicious. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray.
Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. All right, we got to get to this uh, Nazi <laughs> that Allison Camerata on uh, CNN interviewed. The guy is shameless. He's unabashed in his theories. Now, he won't necessarily own up to being a Nazi right now, although he doesn't necessarily avoid it that much either. But the things he says are just outrageous. He's actually running for office uh, in the Illinois uh, legislature. And uh, he's the only Republican running. In quotes. Yeah, Republican. He's (laughs) really not a Republican. But I think CNN put him on to show you, well, here's what the Republican Party is. Here's here's what they represent. Of course. I really think that's what they're what they're doing. I, Allison Camerata has been so CNNified. You know, she used to, what five, three, four years ago was on Fox, mm-hmm. and uh, towed the Fox line, and now she's all about uh, the CNN line of thinking. Anyway, she nom- she she interviews this Nazi, and, and <laughs> listen to this, Mr. Jones. In me, it is shocking. To hear how vocally and unapologetically racist you are. Are you a Nazi? Well, for the past uh, 15, 20 years, I have not Mm -hmm. had anything to do with any uh, national socialist organization on a formal basis. But do you call yourself a Nazi? He's had nothing to do with it for the past 15 or 20 years on a formal basis. (laughs) Well, what about um, an informal basis, Mr. Jones? (laughs) Are you informally a Nazi? Because that would have been a good question. She doesn't ask. (laughs) Are you an informal Nazi then? I I don't call myself a Nazi. I call myself an American patriot and statesman. Okay, well, let me give our viewers some details about this just so they can decide for themselves. You've been part of anti-Semitic groups since the 1970s. You go to neo-Nazi rallies. We have pictures of you there. You were part of the White People's Party. You dress in Nazi garb and you celebrate Hitler's birthday. You're a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> if it smells like a duck, mm-hmm. it walks like a duck, tastes like duck, uh, probably a duck. Uh, but there's more. Well, I do not belong to any formal national socialist organization anymore, and I haven't belonged mm-hmm. to one since about 1990. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only organization that I belong to is my own organization, and that's the America First Committee. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can call it whatever you want, Mr. <laughs> Jones. But your website is filled with the most vile, rancid rhetoric I think I've ever. I disagree read. with you. It's not vile and rancid. It's the truth. It is. There's nothing on that wow. website that's not true. Mm-hmm. I personally put that stuff on there. Yeah. I personally picked out the articles on there because <laughs> they're true. Oh, now, I can't really help it. You don't want to accept the truth. M- listen. I can't help so... it. You don't want to accept the truth. You, you Jews media, you, you've gone absolutely nuts. You... The, what was it? News media no, or Jews media? I, I believe he said Jews media. You Jews media are absolutely nuts. 
Yeah, he's fine now. Don't you know? Don't think he's not calling them the <laughs> Jews media. Jeez. Okay. Think that Adolf Hitler's re, uh, revived from the grave or something? It's uh-huh. one man, one man, myself, uh-huh. that's standing for the truth, and yeah. the news media can't stand that. Can't stand it. Mm. The news, the Jews media, and the news media. Just can't stand him standing for the truth. Well, Mr. Johnson, the what Democrats and Republicans, is no, the cursed two-party Jew party, party system can't stand it. The two-party Jew party. Mm. So, I I think he said queer party too. Yeah. Oh, he did. Jew yes, party, did. queer party. Jew party, two-party, queer party. Just pick one, man. Now, queer though. I I, I mean that's an okay term now, isn't it? Because they embrace the queer thing. Well, he should have said um, the LBGTBQL. Yes, he should have. Party. He should have used the actual letters Please. to describe the organization. Please. Uh, he did not, however. Hmm. Um, it, it's so weird. I don't know where this just uh, outrageous hatred for Jews comes from. I, I, I can't understand it. And a lot of people have it. I mean, we run into people like this. On a fairly regular basis. Why? What is the deal there? Uh, It's very, very strange to me. The fact that you deny the Holocaust, you are entitled to Yes, I deny the Holocaust. It's an extortion racket. You are entitled to your own crackpot investigation. If you did any honest honest investigation of Uh the Holocaust, you'd realize that it is nothing but an international extortion racket (laughs) by the Jews to bleed, blackmail, extort, and terrorize their enemies. (laughs) Let me ask you this, Keith. Have you done an honest investigation of the Holocaust? I'll tell you what I did is I Uh took the word of uh, of a gentleman who was tasked um, to go over there and document... um, with film footage of the mass graves and the mm-hmm. gas chambers. Mm-hmm. And and, and you g- were moved by all of that evidence somehow? Yeah, because yeah, that guy's huh. name is uh, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. And so <laughs> okay. he's the one that filed those reports. Okay. Part of the Jews party? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ronald right. Reagan? I busted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I busted your argument mm-hmm. in half right there. That took you like, you did that like just, in just so quickly. 2.4 seconds. Bam. And it's over. Yeah. And to Here, suck us um, into one war after this, another in the Mid-East. Yeah, I've I was not this. campaigning as a National Socialist. I was campaigning as a Republican. Uh-huh. I was a campaign on the one issue that's on everybody's mind, and that's to avoid war in the Middle East. Okay. We need more wars. Sure. No, we don't need more wars. Oh, we need I, more I understand, and you call... Oops, we need more wars. No, wait, we need more jobs. Which do we need, more war uh, or more jobs? Can I, can I, can I do, I haven't, re, you caught me off guard this time. Have you done honest investigation as to whether we need more war or more jobs? I'm going to have to. I'm going to say you know. I'm going to say you haven't. I don't. That's what I'm going to say. Either way. Right. All the, mm-hmm. you call, well, I don't even want to quote you, but here's the deal. Here, <laughs> you can have your own conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. but you can't have your own facts. Not conspiracy theories, it's a fact. Mr. The Jones, Jews controlled basically the country, Jews the Congress, killed, the economy, Adolf the Hitler, media. He's really hit on something there. Mm. The Jews control basically everything. Mm-hmm. Can you argue with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, man. Uh, well, they don't control him. I'll thank tell you, you that. And, they and sure he's just, don't. But, but see, the problem sure is don't. he's just one man. Right. He, yes. So, that's right. 
That's oh, right. boy. He just one very, very hateful man. Perpetrated a genocide. The Auschwitz death camp existed, and the Nuremberg trial Poppy happened. Cop. Those oh, are Poppy the cop. facts, Poppy sir. Cop. Either Poppy way, cop. here's There's the larger word. point. It's a scam. <laughs> Fine. Here, you, you're here, on the record. Here, You've here's said that you don't records, believe the Holocaust. Records of wow. Holocaust survivors are getting mm. special social security benefits. I'm glad that you're pinning all of your this position from, and platform from, on that this piece comes of from paper. Congressman, former Congressman Bill Lipinski, yeah. okay, acknowledging Jones, Ford's listen, record was used You've been doing this for decades. Steeped in this kind of crazy crackpot theory. I will say this though: poppycock is a word you don't hear all that often anymore. Well, no, and you got to bring it back though. You got to bring it back, Can and we? he's bringing. At least Mr. Jones has done us that service. He's gonna... bringing back the expression poppycock. Yeah, well, I'm gonna make sure that that becomes a staple in this program. Yes, I'll please. Tell you that. Yes. Republican Party, the state Republican Party, has mm-hmm. completely. Uh, disavowed you. They say the Illinois Good. Republican Party well, and our country, please let me speak, Thank you for Jones, mentioning that. have no place for Nazis like Arthur Jones. We strongly oppose his racist views and his Arthur candidacy Jones for, for any public office, I was in Vietnam. including the 3rd Congressional District. Mr. Jones, so. I'm going to make my point. The um, National <laughs> Republican Party has also done so. We condemn this candidate and his hateful rhetoric in the strongest possible terms. Here's the good news. You have a That's long a track Vietnam, record, Mr. Okay? Jones. Yes, you did serve in Vietnam. But something That's has happened right. since then where Honorably. you are not honoring the people. Like a lot of these communist Jews that were in the streets. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This guy is a national embarrassment. Uh, but thank goodness for CNN to parade him out and uh, so, show him to the country. Good. Uh, so, I, okay. All right. He's ranting. I'm thinking this guy's going to die alone. And then my train of thought took me to, I wonder if he's married. So I'm looking for this. I can't determine that because I don't know how you could live with anybody like that. But in my research, I see that he ran in 2012. He was on the ballot with two other Republicans at the time. He got 11% in 2012. Jeez. 11% in Illinois in 2012. And nobody's running against him and now, that's right? that's the issue this go so around. So he's going so. to be the Republican nominee and run against the Democrat, and obviously he's going to lose. However, mm-hmm. it's going to look like, okay, this is the guy the Republican Party has put forward. So yeah, per- that's and and what what's really? going to happen down ballot? Everybody going to the right. ballot is going to know the name Arthur Jones in that district. And what 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 is going to influence? Because I mean, it takes literally a guy walking out of an ocean, and we get a Marxist president. You know, he has a shirt off, and now people are like, "I got to vote for that guy." It's so fragile the the the, uh, the 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 voter mindset in this country. So who knows? But uh, I don't know. Is it too late to run? Because the date is March twentieth of this primary. Yeah. Well, is that the issue here? Or is it? Are we uh, yeah, past the filing it's date? Coming right up. It probably is. Hold on. Probably is. I don't know. Uh... I'm going to look this up. Maybe we can get somebody inspired uh, to run against this guy as a Republican in Illinois, so he's not the nominee. 888 mm. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Ray.
So, what have we learned so far today? I think we learned that uh, safety, we learned from Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, Mm. that safety comes with building stronger communities through diversity. We learned that. Mm. Okay? Safety doesn't come from protecting your borders, from keeping extremists out of your country. It comes from allowing more and more extremists into your country and then just teaching everybody to speak their language. That's That's where safety comes from. That's common sense. What are you, stupid? Why do you have to explain that? I I don't know, because people are so stupid. Stupid. And uh, we also learned uh, from this Nazi that the Jews run pretty much everything. (laughs) Right? And we also have brought back the wonderful phrase, poppycock. Poppycock! Okay, so... Uh, some really good things. It's been a productive day so far. It's great. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah, this guy's good. No. Unbelievable. Did you know, we we have another, uh, mm. I don't know where you're going here, but uh, I just want you to be aware. I forgot to tell you during the break. We actually have another Justin Trudeau clip that you're going to love. Oh, we do? Yeah, yeah. So we'll learn more than yeah. uh, we're building stronger communities yeah. through diversity. You're going to learn what Justin Trudeau thinks about Canadian troops that go off to war. Okay. Mm. Let's see it. Back in August, 20, uh, August 24th, 2015, you made the promise, and I'll quote it here, no veteran will be forced to fight their own government for the support and compensation they have earned. My question is, what veterans were you talking about? Was the ones that fought for the freedoms and values that you so proudly boast about, or was it the ones who fought against? Why are we still uh, fighting against certain uh, veterans groups in court? Uh, because... Uh, they're asking for more than we are able to give right now. Wow. <laughs> wow. But he's got room for ISIS members who are seeking refuge in his country. Sweet. So Canada, the Trudeau if- administration is actually suing veterans? I guess. Now, I I didn't even know about that. That's right. amazing. But, uh, you, and the you guy called him much. on it. So at least Canadians aren't rolling over and playing dead for this socialist idiot. At least, you know, here he is at a town hall meeting or whatever. I guess that's what that was. And they're asking him tough questions. And what a what an idiot he is in his responses. He's uh, we're actually suing these veterans groups because they're asking for too much. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I want to thank uh, the city yeah. of Edmonton. Mm-hmm. That's uh, where that took place. So um, wow. that guy right there. Uh, uh, thank you for all the heroes around the world who have fought for freedom. Mm-hmm. And I am yeah, even I am Canadians. so sorry that country after country treats you guys like it's this. Just, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know how it happens. It's unbelievable. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And we also learned that Amazon is almost unstoppable right now. I mean, they just can't be stopped. They're offering grocery delivery. So you just call them up, place your grocery, or do it online, I'm sure. And in two hours, you've got your groceries for free. I mean, the delivery is free. They're not, you're going to have to pay for the groceries. And if you want to pay $7.99, so 8 bucks, you can get them delivered in one hour. If you're really hungry and your cupboards are really empty, 8 bucks gets you... An entire load That's of groceries amazing. delivered to your... amazing. I don't know how they do... I honestly can't understand it. Unless they're charging an inordinate, inordinate amount of money for the groceries. Mm-hmm. You know? Like... Uh, I don't think so. Uh, a half gallon of ice cream is... 
$84. Well, I mean, is it Bluebell? <laughs> uh, a pound of sirloin steak is $39.50. Uh, you know, maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. But uh, Jeff Bezos, is gonna, he's going to take over the planet soon. <laughs> Wasn't it? Didn't we just hear last week that he's worth $105 billion now? He passed Bill Gates uh, and is the richest person on earth now. Linnell in Utah. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat and hey. Keith. Uh, good to talk to you guys again. I'm the trucker. I'm actually in your neck of the woods right now in Texas. Oh, okay. Um, so, Where in uh, Texas are things. you? Where are um, actually, I'm on 35, uh, coming up uh, DeSoto. I'm in DeSoto and uh, heading into Dallas. Is that 35E or 35W? Because ah, 35E, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, um, a couple things. That uh, Nazi guy, it, it's just disturbing. Yeah, it is. I, I, man, mm-hmm. in fact, you guys have had a lot of kind of disturbing things on today. Yes. Actually. Thanks <laughs> yes. For that. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Keep trucking. <laughs> so, so, um, the, so, two things. The other one was uh, there was a great uh, SNL had a commercial, one of their fake commercials that I think maybe they created the actual product for Pelosi called uh, G.I. Crap My Pants. So I want to find that's hysterical. Yeah, that's funny. So is, that, have, is that a recent one or is that, was that no, a while it's ago? Old. That's old. It's old when oh, uh, SNL used to be good. That's funny. Wow. All right. We'll yeah, have they have a whole that. bunch of seniors sitting around going, thanks, G.I. Crap My Pants, because I just did. <laughs> All right. So the second, the other thing is um, Walmart actually has already rolled out their um, uh, non-employed human uh, store, and it's in your neck of the woods. There's uh, two of them. One's in, uh, I'm going to say it wrong, Wachapee here. I just passed it in Texas. Yeah, Waxahachie? Yeah, watch mm-hmm. that one. Uh, there's, an automated, there's an automated Walmart there? Yeah, so the way it works, it was an article I read as well. I guess Jeffy missed that one. Um, they didn't want to get behind Amazon, so they have one in California, one here in Texas. That uh, You download an app, and you go through the store, and you scan your products, and you stick them in your basket. Done this. And then before mm. you leave the store, then uh, you pay on the app. And um, if you don't have a smartphone and can't do the app, then um, they have scanners. So that is really cool. Have, and it's actually hmm. functioning now. Wow. At Wally World, uh, at the Awaka Waka. Wow. How do you say that? Awaka Waka. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, that's really interesting. Thanks, Lynn. I appreciate the call. Um, you've been, you've done it. Yeah. You've been to a store that's automated. Yeah. Is well, it an Amazon or a Walmart? It's a Walmart. Is that what she yeah, talking she about? Said it, yeah, the one in Waxahachie. Yeah, but that's not the one I went to. Um, but I didn't need the app. I've got the app because uh, you know, you got to scan your receipts so you can. Uh, well, you just get you get they, they that's how that's how you price match now yeah. is through scanning through the app. But uh, the way this works is you get there, they give you a little little gun thing like you would see them walking around doing inventory type deal with, mm-hmm. and um, you just scan every item, and then you go through, and at the end. 
it, it, you you uh, connect it with the with the machine because and they I tell thought, you. It, and that was a Walmart. And yeah, so I got because a spot check, and then the guy has to look at a few of your items, make sure they're on there. But it's mostly right. honor system stuff. It's really interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, because I, I thought that the Amazon version, you don't have to carry the gun around. Yeah, you, you I just, think you're right. I yeah. don't think that's... You go in, and when it comes into your cart, it's scanned somehow. Something I don't know like how. That. Yeah. And then it just comes, you know, you use the app and you pay at the end, too, like you, you were saying, but you don't have to scan it yourself. Yeah, these you had scanned to scan. Scanned automatically. Yeah, and and I kept thinking to myself, crap, did we scan that? Has we? Oh, no. did Because I wanted to make sure we did it right. So there is... Where is that one? Um, I, I'd uh, like to try it out. Out Hazlitt. Okay. Way north Fort Worth. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Here's the. Uh, I think I've got the. Uh, the SNL s- skit she was talking about. Oops! Uh-oh. I crapped my pants. Oh no. Is it, who uh, was the host that night? Was for, it Al Roker? Uh, I. <laughs> no. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think it was Al or Nancy Pelosi. But here's what uh, SNL did. Hey mom, what do you say to a game of tennis? Come on, Grandma. You on our side, the boys don't stand a chance. <laughs> okay, I'll get my racket. Um, on second thought, I think I better sit this one out. Well, you kids go ahead. I want to have a talk with your old grandma. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you're still having control problems, aren't you? I just don't feel confident, Harvey. <laughs> Come with me. I want to let you in on a little secret. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Oops, I crapped my pants. <laughs> Big thing of diapers. My pants, I've heard of those. Do they work? Oops, I crapped my pants. Outperformed every bladder and bowel control product on the market today. Here, let me show you. I imagine this pitcher of iced tea is really a gallon of your feces. <laughs> I'll see how a super thick fluff filter allows for maximum absorbency without leaking. I'm impressed. Oops, I crapped my pants can hold a lot of dung. And get this. Oops, I crap my pants are biodegradable. Now, that's good for the environment. How do you know so much about oops, I crap my pants? I'm wearing them, and I just did. <laughs> Thanks, oops, I crap my pants. <laughs> okay, that was like 1998. Mm. I don't know. I, I gave up on uh, yeah, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that's a flash in the pan for them back then. Yeah. Uh, that's when they actually did some funny yeah. things still. Uh, that's been a while. Jeez. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right. Well, that was fun. It was fun. Uh, Sharon <laughs> in Canada. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi there. Hi. Um, I'm calling about the the comment on on Trudeau and mm-hmm. they 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 just don't have enough money. They're just asking for too much. Um, I just the the veterans would be in court uh, against the government asking for pensions. It wouldn't be the government suing the veterans. They're in court fighting over the amount of the pensions that they get paid out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it's, I just, I just wanted to, to correct that, but I, I did want to say that the soldier that asked him the questions, I thought he was very um, big hearted toward him. He said he has to represent, I knew I'd get um, the typical political answer because he has to get represent all Canadians to the best of his his ability. I thought that was really big of him rather than, yeah. you know, possibly fighting him. Yeah. On the floor. I thought it was 
despicable because he apparently did run. I don't live in Canada anymore, but if he apparently did run on, we're going to end all these court battles over pensions, mm-hmm. and evidently that's not the case. The other thing that <clears throat> the soldier mentioned was that that uh, Trudeau had done a backdoor deal to get Kedar home. Thank he you. was in Guantanamo. Uh, $10 million that guy got yeah. as, a, as an Wait. I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I was going to ask you about that. How's that going over there? I mean, not, I, not good. I have two two wow. nephews who are veterans. Not impressive at all. Yeah. Did, did um, you? The, did you? I'm sorry, Sharon. I, I, before you know, we lose you here, did you watch this entire town hall? Because I'm reading an article right now, and it apparently was very contentious. Not just that one soldier. And I didn't know if you were familiar with yeah. more interactions going on there. No, I was not there. Like I said, I don't live there. Actually, I have family that lives in Edmonton. Hmm. Um, where do, where do you live now? You live them. in the U.S. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I I haven't talked to them, mm-hmm. uh, but but there, it likely was a fairly conservative crowd that he was up against. Mm-hmm. Um, Alberta is a has always traditionally been a fairly conservative province, so a lot of the policies have not gone over well. Sharon, yeah. most important question that you'll be asked is uh, who you're rooting for, Canada or the U.S. in curling? <laughs> when it comes to curling, who are you pulling for? Curling, hockey, both. Canada will wipe the floor with you guys. Oh, wow. Oh, now you've gone too far. <laughs> poppycock. Wow. We thought we were scream. friends until the... Uh, yeah, I'm calling I poppycock know. on that. Thanks, Sharon. Appreciate it. <laughs> Simon in Indiana, you're on the blaze. Good morning. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> okay, several things. Mm-hmm. Quick one. Uh, this idiot talking about the, the Jewish thing, that the Jews run everything. Yeah. There's a whole lot of folks run, around in this country who will um, uh, refute that, uh, that the Jews don't run everything, they haven't run everything, and they're not going to run everything in the future. Right. Okay, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing... You were talking yesterday about this Tide Pod business. Yes. Okay. Well, Tide Pods, you know, these people eating them, it's <laughs> the laws of natural selection. Stupid has a lower survival rate. Very true. Okay. And no that, doubt that's, about it. Darwin's law states that. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, they, they just don't survive as well. We're trying to create a protected utopian world where stupid can live and survive and copulate and populate. And that's not, you know, not going to happen either. <laughs> right. Narcan right. is another one. That's another thing. Save our whales, nothing. Let's save our junkies. We spend hundreds of millions of dollars on Narcan so that we can prop up people who are self-destructing. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should spend those hundreds of millions on something else like taking care of our veterans. Yep. Sounds like you are got a little bit of a libertarian streak uh, going through you, Simon. Mm, Would you really. say so? Uh, not really? No. no. Um, Why'd you pick that up? Republican, not, I don't know, libertarian. No, mm-hmm. I think more like um, common sense. Okay. That works, too. In other words, he doesn't care for poppycock. <laughs> That's right. No Thank poppycock you. allowed. Thanks, Simon. Appreciate it. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network.
Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, some tweets at Pat Unleashed from Michael. Why is Nancy Pelosi wearing Depends during a speech so unusual? Just another Tuesday on the Hill, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, from Nick in Detroit, Quincy Jones is the Trump of the music world. Uh, Dwarf Clone says a lot of people refer to Whole Foods as whole paycheck so that may allow the free delivery Uh, that's very Mm -hmm. true uh and this if elon musk and jeff bezos were to team up we'd have the matrix in 10 years yeah but that might be kind of cool actually because if we were in those little pods and uh we were just dreaming about great lives uh, and we didn't have to put up with all the nonsense we do wow i'm thinking you know I might just take I might just settle for the blue pill and just continue to just continue to dream my little dream. Yes. Don't uh, don't unhook me from the matrix. Just leave me there. Yes. It's okay. <laughs> I'll just I'll just think I'm having a really good life. <laughs> I mean, look, this world ain't going to the trajectory isn't going to turn upward anytime soon down here. Sure doesn't seem like it. So. so um as far as the budget is concerned, the House Freedom Caucus. So the budget was agreed upon, but not passed yet. Do, do we have the vote yet? Have they no, voted? they haven't voted. Okay. I'm still waiting. For so that. the Senate is yet to vote, but they agreed in principle to a bunch of stuff yesterday. That's just garbage. Uh, the House Freedom Caucus has already said, yeah, no, we're opposed to this. Republican leaders said it was a victory for the Pentagon, envisioning a massive boost in defense spending. Uh, Democrats said they won tens of billions of dollars for their priorities, including research, infrastructure, and an overall boost in domestic spending. And what research, by the way? Uh, I heard Schumer talking about that. What, What research are you devoting billions and billions of dollars to? Tell me what research it is. Well, it's probably more of that uh, studying shrimp on bicycles research. And that's probably what it is. <clears throat> so the 652-page bill introduced will be expected to be voted. It's supposed to be voted on sometime this afternoon. Yeah. And uh, already the House Freedom Caucus has said, no, we're not, we're not going there. We're, we're glad it's funding the troops, but we can't support the huge increase in spending. I mean, is there are there... A, you conservatives left i hope so i hope so and the freedom caucus you used to be able to count on and then even they sort of gave up on us triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh amy in ohio hi you're on the blaze hi pat how are you good uh, just a couple of comments. I wanted to see what your opinion is. I want to see if it's just me or maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Uh, we were talking about Quincy Jones, and mm-hmm. uh, I noticed the language that he was using. And when I hear a man of his age using the F word so freely, mm-hmm. something about that just kind of seems gross or wrong to me. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. What, yes. age, yeah. what age does that start, though, where, where it starts to be I gross? I think maybe once we get into the 60s. Oh, well, so I got a couple <laughs> decades. Now. All right, so we all we can all use MF for a while longer, cool. I guess. So that's so, good. Yeah, just a little yeah. while. <laughs> and then the other thing check. is uh, with the, with the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, um, when I think of men, older men, looking mm-hmm. at these women and, and drooling over them, mm-hmm. and these women are just slightly older than 18, that disturbs me. Yes, do you agree? It, yes, I do. 
Yes, I do. Isn't that weird? It that is that's weird. Okay? Yes. Uh, yeah. Very. Okay. <laughs> no, no you're right. Weird. Uh, it is. Appreciate the call, Amy. Uh, that's just me, though. I've never purchased the uh, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Um, have you? you? I don't subscribe to no. Sports Illustrated. And so, yeah, when guys like uh, Quincy Jones are, are drooling over it, it's a, it's somewhat problematic to me. But Yeah, I can give up on the uh, 18 or 19-year-olds. Um, that's and, fine. But I'm not giving up on uh, MFR yet. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Gotta keep using that one. And Christy Brinkley's daughter is 19, right? Yeah, we looked that She's up. She's one mm-hmm. of the girls in that, right. and she she and her mom, I guess, did the shoot together. And uh, yeah, she's it's cute, isn't that adorable? That's <laughs> uh, wonderful. Uh, also, this is wonderful as well. Macy's is launching a new Muslim clothing line. Awesome! Uh-huh. Where's the catalog? Yeah, I know. The day after uh, Valentine's. Mm-hmm. They'll be not launching a new line of clothing just for female Muslims. Huh. If they did a line specifically for Christian women, yeah. uh, would that raise a few eyebrows and would, uh, I don't know, people go crazy about that? And I wonder if these Muslims... That's not inclusive! Are these clothes going to be more expensive, though? Because, I mean, you got to use more fabric, you know? <laughs> yeah, so... we think, yeah, you would think so. Sorry. An executive vice president from the company announced the news uh, last week saying the company is trying to move in a direction... That would, quote, nurture and support minority and women-owned businesses. They've partnered with Lisa Vogel, who founded the brand, and the two have made it clear that this collaboration is not just about providing clothes for a very specific group, but to make a larger political statement. Oh, good. Verona Collection is more than a clothing brand. It's a platform for a community of women to express their personal identity and embrace fashion. Makes them feel confident on the inside and out. Macy's has been an amazing partner, helping us strengthen the foundation of our business through the workshop at Macy's and now introducing our brand to their customers through this collaboration. Huh. So it's not just fashion. It's a political statement. Isn't that wonderful? Well, they better hope it sells because if they stop selling it, then they're going to be a target. I, I mean, I don't understand why that's okay that you're not including all women in this. Why can it, this kind of exclusive brand, why is that okay? I thought the whole goal of the left and movements like this is to include everyone. Nobody should be left out. So how could you just do something this focused, this mm-hmm. myopic? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. At the 670 Macy's left in 45 states, over 100 of the stores have been shut down. Hmm. Well, so Macy's sure, may not last long enough. Yeah, I'm sure this line's going to just, that's going to save you right <laughs> this, there. This is, well, we're going to hang our hat on this. Kicks it right back into gear. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Right back here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.